up to three Three seekers. Three seekers. We look for. We just go around looking for three. Three versus seeking shit. Someone at work was like, "Is that you? The the real people?" I was like, "What? The real people?" I said, "Three or seekers?" He went, "Yeah, the real seekers." And I was like, "It's three or." And then I thought about it. I was like, "Oh no, it probably does." Oh yeah. Seem like it's if there's no space. Three or the real three. Do you reckon people think I'm from Yorkshire? Real seekers. <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to, welcome welcome to, to three or seekers. Welcome to three or seekers. Arguably, <laughs> worst name movie podcast on internet. End of all, sounding like Sean Bean on internet. We can have that as the intro, can't we? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, why not? Get the Northerners involved. Yeah, get them on board. Of which it. we're not far off. Love the Northerners. This is exciting, isn't it? It is. We're uh, recording today in our new, our new home, yep, our new, new forever home, new HQ. Makes us all sound like we live with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than mine and Steve's dining rooms. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot less uh, decorated in here. There's no literature to look at. <laughs> so There's just grey walls. There's nothing to distract us. No. It's true. Apart from no. four cardboard boxes. It will look different. And the door. Weeks. that What is behind that door? Uh, that's the hot water storage vessel. Oh. An airing cupboard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my profession, it's a, it's a hot water storage vessel. Uh, <laughs> to a normal person, it's an airing cupboard. Have you checked it for Legionella? <laughs> yes, and it's fine. Have it's, you? it's above 60 degrees. Yeah, it's fine. And it's fed from the tank. And is the that a thing? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. I know this has got nothing to do with the podcast, but <laughs> now I'm interested in your job. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Your actual yeah. job. Yeah, because of the size of it. As long as it's stored at over 60 degrees, it's fine. You won't get any Legionella unless it feeds a shower, which is aerosol, and it gets on your lungs. And the shower is electric, which is mains fed, and the mains is below 20. So it's all good. Well. We're all learning. Yeah, it's true. I've forgotten the first bit though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's completely gone out of my head. Yeah, yeah. 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 She'll tell away. me again tomorrow. Well. Yeah. Okay. Shall we talk about some uh, some films? Yeah. Some movies. Some movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has anyone been to see anything this week? Yes. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say <laughs> that. I was like, I'll not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to go watch the uh, the Conjuring three. The devil made me do it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it Any was uh, it was interesting. It was a different take on Conjuring One and Two because that was more supernatural. Right. Um, this was more. Uh, it, it it was supernatural, but it was. Yeah, think about it. It moved away from haunted go- ghostly hauntings and it had gone more towards possession and stuff like that. Okay. So it it's was, always it's, been. It's in a different. Possession. I was going to say the uh, the second the, the demon hunters. Yeah. It's like one's possession, wasn't it? Wasn't the girl possessed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. It, it just felt... What are you talking about? It just felt different. It was just like... I uh, think they because t- they took it out of being a haunted house film. Yeah. Because okay. one or two, obviously, like haunted yes. house yeah. style films. Right. What's the, where's the kind, set then? The con- it's kind of like The Conjuring on the road. Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's like Ed <laughs> and the Rain just went on yeah. tour. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's not so solely based in the building, is it? It's no, yeah. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of everywhere. The premise of the film is, and I'm going to use again air quotes, which I do a lot on this, but I have yeah. to say when I'm doing it because obviously you can't see it. Yeah, it's billed as a true story, right? And it isn't. But uh, it's Ed and Lorraine Warren, obviously played again by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. Yes, trying to prove the innocence of somebody who's committed a murder, but trying to prove his innocence through demonic possession. Right. In the in the court of law, yeah. And the trailer, when the trailer first came out, it made it seem like the film was set in a court of law, and it'd be like a like a law room drama. Yeah. And it isn't. There's only two or three scenes. Oh, that's good. Kind of in the in the. Oh no, I thought that was a weak point of it because mm. the trailer missold the film. Yeah, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's good for me that it's not completely set because I don't think I would enjoy it as much as a Conjuring film. Yeah, as a no, drama, maybe not. Yeah, but not as a Conjuring film. There's an interesting, just slightly going off topic a little bit. 
a little interesting bit that was in the trailer. It's when Ed and Lorraine are talking to the killer's lawyer about uh, what they want him to plead. Plead has to plead not guilty due to demonic possession. And the lawyer's like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Wilson, Ed, is like, if the courts accept God as existing, because you have to swear on the Bible every time you're in the court, mm-hmm. surely they should accept the devil as well as being in existence. If you accept that God exists, yeah. you have to accept that the devil exists. That's his kind of argument in this scene. I thought that was really interesting. It is And I thought if that was the point of the film, I just popped massively when I said point. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would have been a much better film than what actually happened. Because what happened was, it was essentially Ed and Lorraine Warren wandering around trying to find clues, kind of like investigating the, the crime to find clues as to what, how it could be demonic possession rather than yeah. just murdering someone. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just a little bit, it misses, I'm not a huge Conjuring fan anyway, but it's the worst one out of the three. Yeah. Because it misses that a kind of tension that comes yeah, like from a trapped, haunted house. The yeah. trapped feel of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, haunted houses are claustrophobic yeah, by yeah. nature. Yeah. And I think they're all billed as true. And obviously, depending on what your beliefs are, I don't personally believe that any of it happened in yeah. Conjuring 1, 2, or 3. But I can accept more that some weird stuff happened in someone's house due to stress, the pressure of the situations, yeah. exorcists turning up. I can understand that you might misread certain things happening as yeah. it being a lot scarier. I struggle to believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren chased down some demons yeah. and did some fisticuffs. Oh, that absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, and the real the real life story, he didn't plead demonic possession in the end. He, I think did he plead in I can't I, I think, think he, he, I think he was maybe, going for insanity, yeah. 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 Because he was like he was that. due to get the death sentence and there was yeah. a lot obviously well he's not himself <laughs> yeah. and they was trying to prove that. But that, that's the point that you've just hit that I was missing earlier on. It was just the fact that it was very detective y. Yeah. It was like it wasn't that they went to a house and shit happened in the house. They went and had there and stuff happened and then they chased it and they found clues and chased it and chased it and chased it. It's like no. <laughs> yeah. Like one and two they got called into a house and said, look at this shit that's going on in this house and they're like, oh God, yeah, something's going on. Yeah. And it was a Let's lot more investigate confined. it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like I know it is the Warren show. Yeah. The conjurings. But for me in Conjuring 2 especially, because like I say, I haven't seen all of Conjuring 1. Yeah. They do an okay job of not making it feel so much like it's their show, and it's just that they're a part of the yeah. story that's unfolding. Whereas yeah, yeah. this sounds more like it, it's their show. Oh, this definitely. was a lot more focused on them. Yeah. 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 But obviously they all are, but yeah, I think I think I agree with that. Yeah. I think the plan, the fact that, that from the, they're very much affected from the first two, the plan that quite a lot, that they've been really like yeah, run, run down by them. The amount of demons that they're coming across in the room that they've got in the basement is getting filled up with like relics and stuff. That's fine. And that's good it? to that's see because then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's really affecting them. Yeah, you want to see a bit of continuity. Yeah. But I, I did like in this one, there's a lot more for Lorraine to do. I think in the second one, it was yeah. mainly Patrick Wilson definitely. carrying the film. Yeah, definitely. Through no fault of Vera no, Farmiga, it's just, just how, it's how it was written. Yeah. But in this one, Lorraine or Vera Farmiga gets a chance to shine a little bit more. She's yeah. kind of the more dominant one of the two. Yeah. But and that obviously because she's got that uh, power that she can, she's got, what is it called? She's got a force. Yeah, she's got yeah. foresight. And she, yeah, it's that is used a hell of a lot more in this film than it has been in the last two. Yeah. It's in the last two, but in this one, it's kind of the focus. Yeah. And I think that detracts from the film a little bit, but if I'm glad that yeah. she's, 
in it more than in the second one. Because that yeah. was one of my issues with the second one. It was just uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Doing yeah. most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if Vera Famiga didn't have foresight in this, they would all be screwed. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they wouldn't know where to go. I, I think it's <laughs> suffered a little bit. It's not a James Wan film. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. By, uh, I've written it down. So I wonder why. Did, did he stay long to produce it, or was he busy with Mortal Kombat? Is that why... No, nope, I didn't write it down. I'm not sure, to be honest. But hey, it's I think done by the same director as The Curse of La Llorona. Is it the spin-off? Oh, okay. It's yeah, done yeah, by yeah. him. Yeah. And it's fine. The film's fine. Yeah. But it misses certain... Everything's much more predictable. It misses a lot of James Wan's uh, sort of telltale thing. So in the first one, when you've got the clap. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the second one. My house. Yeah, yeah, It yeah, misses yeah. those scares that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. It, the, everything's kind of choreographed. You can see it happening from a mile away. Mm. Yeah. No. I, I gave it a 5 out of 10 yeah I which is it's, to me that's alright I'm probably the same <laughs> probably the same as that 5 out of 10 okay yeah. it did have this is just a random fact that I wrote down it's, cropped, it's popped up the start is like a homage a very obvious homage to The Exorcist yeah oh, the yeah, very first wicked. or one of the very first scenes is uh, a priest pulling up and yeah. the shot is the priest underneath the lamp oh and okay. the Exorcist yeah it's awesome and there's a an exorcism that happens I'm not spoil anything because this is in the first five or six yeah. minutes with uh, a lad that's been possessed and it's a lad out of The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix if you've seen that oh it's no not I've heard you talk yeah. about it though it's good and he's good in that and he's good in this but he plays the kid that's been uh, possessed yeah and when they're exercising the demon from him he contorts into some mm-hmm. ridiculous shapes like so yeah, and you watch it like this is insane mm. and then when I read about it after there's an actual girl that did that None of it is effects. That was her actual body, and it's superimposed. None of it. Well, like it's like it. just her. Like a contortionist. And yeah, wow. but it's it's utterly bonkers. It's oh, like okay. it's like a back is in <laughs> eight bits. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Yeah. But I was like, this is a real effect. So we're, we're yeah. watching her do that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be some sort of like dummy with pajamas yeah, yeah, or whatever, and then just hydraulics and just press a button and boom. There yeah, you I go. thought it'd either be a model or <laughs> quite good CGI, but no, it was an actual girl. That's crazy. And Ned, I think you've seen. A couple more, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've seen uh, The Dead Don't Die and Vicky Christina Barcelona this week. One I was forced to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really mean. <laughs> I like Woody Allen films, but I'll get onto that in a minute. So the first one, The Dead Don't Die, written and directed by uh, Jim Jarmusch, who's, I don't know if either of you have heard of him. No. If, uh, he did things like Only Lovers Left Alive. Nope. Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Nope. No, but it sounds okay. good. Okay. Yeah. He's quite, he's, he's quite a good director. He's very kind of, he's very indie, he's very niche, he's very kind of hipstery. Okay. And he, and he obviously done this a couple of years ago. So, the plot of it is in a small American town called Centerville, the dead start rising from the grave. That is pretty much it. It's like your classic zombie plot. So I'm going to read the cast out to you and you tell me how good this sounds. Okay. Per cast. And it's quite long. <laughs> Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Savigny, Tom Waits, Tilda Swinton, Danny Glover, Steve Buscemi, Caleb Landry-Jones, Rizza, Iggy Pop, Selena Gomez. Holy shit. Jesus. You tell me, how, if you got that as a cast, <laughs> what would you think the film would be like? Amazing. Oh, it's got to be in the high high, oh. high end of the scale. Yeah. Definitely. It'd yeah. be difficult to get a bad film, wouldn't At it? At least an eight. Jim's managed it. <laughs> <laughs> the film is bad. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're going to get, because of, because of his status as a director, because he's quite indie, because he's quite hip, Yeah. you'll get a lot of people that are like, you don't get it. 
Right. It's a Jim Jarmusch classic. You don't get it. You don't understand it. I do understand it. <laughs> it was just bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't. Uh, I don't like Jim Jarmusch. I've liked all these all of his other films that I've seen. Yeah. And you can see bits of his kind of style in it. Well, a lot of his style in it. But it's kind of like he just phoned it in a lot. Right. For this particular one. That's a shame. Mm. So it manages to be a comedy that isn't particularly funny, a horror that isn't scary, <laughs> a piece of art that isn't creative, <laughs> and it's got a social commentary running throughout it that's so ridiculously self-congratulating <laughs> that the message that it's trying to portray is lost in this like, <laughs> tide of wave of smugness. <laughs> and that is kind of how I came away from the film. I've got a cough, sorry. Loved it then. <laughs> the absolute belter. <laughs> so it, it kind of satires zombie films. It, yeah. uh, it does... It plays as a film that loves zombie films. A little bit like Scream plays as a film that loves slasher yeah. films. Yeah. But that's where the good bits kind of end. The message that the film's laid on ridiculously thickly is that humankind, mankind, are essentially bum holes and we're ruining the planet. Right. Which is fine. It's a, it's a perfectly valid message. Yeah. But it's laid on ridiculously thick. It kind of comes in three parts. The There's fracking happening on both of the poles. Mm-hmm. which has tilted the earth on its axes. And again, this isn't a spoiler. And that is uh, causing the, the dead to rise. It doesn't need to explain why. This is a right. film. I'm okay with that. That's good enough yeah. as, a, as, an expl- as an explanation. So obviously that's a bad human, uh, human thing. The zombies that come back to life are your classic kind of slow George Romero, Day of the Dead, right. Dawn of the Dead zombies. <laughs> and they all gravitate towards whatever they like doing when they were alive. Yeah. Which is mainly shopping, drinking, smoking. <laughs> They're all kind of yeah, and it's portrayed as like all these people have come back to life just to do this really pointless shit. Yeah. Or that Jim Jarmusch seems to think is pointless shit. Now I quite I like I like beer. I like yeah. shopping. I like coffee. I like all the things that he's kind of saying is hollow and shallow for yeah. for people. Uh, that annoyed me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also all the cast that aren't dead so the ones that are, uh, Adam Driver and Bill Murray are playing the two coppers like the sheriff and the deputy and Chloe Sevigny plays the third one Yeah, and she's the only one that's kind of reacting to anything as if it's scary Right. the other two and everybody else in the film are like slowly wandering their way through the film like eh yeah. uh, this is happening yeah this is <laughs> This is a thing, all kind of deadpan and ironic. And it's not funny after the first half a second because it's been done <laughs> a billion times, much, yeah, much better. Of course, yes. Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero film, that's the one that's set in a, a, a supermarket or yes. a mall in America. Yeah. That's got the same message about consumerism that the dead are drawn towards this hypermarket, towards the, towards the shopping centre. And that's good. Yeah. This has got the same message done poorly 20 years, 30 years later. Yeah. Tilda Swinton's ace in it. Tilda Swinton plays a Scottish samurai. Right. Just <laughs> out of nowhere, really. And she is spectacular in it. She was properly entertaining. <laughs> Amazing. And the film itself, sorry, I've just gone off on a tangent about Tilda Swinton. It's as well as that smug message. And I can cope with the message. The message I agree with, the message I think is sound, but it's so thickly laid on. It's so, I know this, you don't. Right. Kind of thing. It's like the film's trying to be smarter than the audience. It's talking down. Yeah, yeah. And that, Bugs me more than anything. But there's also a level of self-awareness in the film that they're in a film. Oh. And it breaks the fourth wall right. two or three times. Very, very early on it breaks it. So the film starts 
with a song by Sturg- uh, Sturgill Simpson called The Dead Don't Die. And that's kind of what's playing over the opening credits. And then a few minutes into the scene, or into the, into the film, Bill Murray and Adam Driver are driving through, uh, driving through the city or the town in their police car. And that, film, that song starts playing on the radio. And Bill Murray's like, this song's familiar. Why yeah. is it familiar? And Adam Driver's like, oh, it's in the credits. Or it's, uh, it's the theme song. Oh, so right, he says okay. it's the theme song. And then they just carry on talking as if that's not <laughs> happened. And that happens so many times and it happens a lot towards the end. And right. it's just it just comes across as smug. It doesn't come across as clever. It comes across as condescending. It doesn't need to be there. Just really, really bad. Yeah. I just, I just didn't like it at all. Yeah. I thought it was a message that was so on the nose that it lost anything it was trying to say. Yeah. And there was a point, and I don't, I've not read the interview. I've read somebody talking about the interview, so I can't say if this is accurate or not, but it's made me think of a question because there's something in the Woody Allen film that I'm going to talk about in a minute that's similar. Jim Jarmusch apparently gave an interview saying that he made this film to hang around with his friends and make money and have a laugh. D- right. Which, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't read the interview. I've just <laughs> read somebody talking about the, or writing about that interview. Yeah. Now, that's, that, if that's genuinely true, that's annoyed me as well. Yeah. Because I'm like, all you're doing there is sticking two fingers up to your fans. Yeah, of course you are, yeah. By just being like, meh, I don't really care about this. This is just digging yeah, out of the I'm mates. Yeah, I'm just having a laugh. I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah. At least care about the people that like your stuff. Or he's lying to save face about a film that was fairly panned yeah. for being bad. Yeah. So, and I'm not gonna, I'll ask you a question when I've spoken about Vicky Christina Barcelona, because there's a Woody Allen bit that's similar, and I want to know your opinion on something. Okay. But that's my, uh, that's my thought on that. I gave it four out of ten. Yeah, oh, right. I gave it four out of ten. Specific. There's bits in it that are good. Mm. Like there's one or two gags that land. Tilda Swinton is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, as a, a Scottish samurai, <laughs> absolutely amazing. <laughs> but other than that, the film itself, I wouldn't recommend it. I would just, I'd turn it off. So the other one, Vicky Christina Barcelona, Woody Allen film from 2008-ish. Yeah, I think so. Now again, I like Woody Allen films. So if you're mm-hmm. a Woody Allen fan, that's absolutely fine. I just didn't like this film. But Midnight in Paris is one of my top five, top three films of all time. I absolutely love it. I like Woody Allen films. Is that Woody Allen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it is amazing. Didn't know that. Yeah, Woody Allen's good. When Woody Allen's good, Woody That's Allen's That's with Owen great. Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. Okay. Marianne Cotillard. So this, it's kind of a rom-com to an extent. It's got two classic rom-com uh, leads in the females. Yeah. Vicky, who's played by Rebecca Hall. Oh, yeah. Is your... <laughs> Yeah, Rebecca Hall, she's off... Uh, you pleased with that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen her for a while in a film. She's off a oh, horror film. She was in Godzilla, you, the new one. She was off the new one, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she's also in that horror film a while back called The Uninvited or something like that. I haven't seen it. It was good. Yeah, probably not called that, but... We'll have to watch it. Quote <laughs> me on that. It was, yeah, it was good. But yeah, so she plays Vicky, who's like an uptight, slightly repressed uh, American girl that's due to get married. So one of your classic kind of rom-com archetype. Yeah. Then you've got Christina, who's Scarlett Johansson, who plays the other classic rom-com archetype. There's the outgoing kind of bubbly girl that puts herself in situations that are possibly dangerous. Right. They're two, uh, two very good friends, best friends probably, who are spending the summer in Barcelona. And they both meet and fall in love with Juan Antonio, who's played by Javier Bardem. Is Penelope Cruz not in this film? She is, yeah. But it she's not any of these three characters. Is she not? No. Okay. It was a long time since I've seen it. But I she is in it. I assume mm. that she Penelope is. Cruz is the best part of this film. Not just because it's Penelope Cruz. I mean, her role is. Yeah. Yeah. She's genuinely ace in it. I think she got an Oscar for it. Does she? Maybe. But yeah, she doesn't come up until later. Right. 
So that's the plot of the film. These two girls, they go to a, they go to Barcelona to have a summer in Barcelona. One to find herself, uh, she's Christina. Yeah. One because she's studying Catalan identity as a, uh, as a uni project. And they both meet and fall in love with Javier Bardem, who's Juan Antonio. And he is incredibly creepy in it. Okay, Massively creepy. <laughs> but also quite good looking, which normally you wouldn't yeah. expect from Javier. So you well, say Javier Bardem and I think Skyfall. I'm like, yeah. Well, me and Steve automatically thought of No Country for Old Men. Oh, and how God, creepy about he is that. that. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy with the hydraulics. Yeah, he's the killer that's yeah, called yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the main villain. But wow. actually, yeah, he's scrubs up well. Yeah. Ah, okay. And this and when Hannah listens to this, because before it started, Hannah was like, Javier Bardem's hot. I said, no, he's not. Yeah. Of course he's not. And it t- put it on. And then obviously when he first turns up, I was like, oh yeah, I'm wrong. He is. Wow. Yeah. No way. He is. He's <laughs> he is not. <laughs> completely believable now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the kind of the plot of the film. But it's a really, really low effort film. Nothing kind of happens. None of the characters grow. Not one. Vicky changes slightly. Yeah, but she's still in exactly the same position as she is at the start of the film. Right. Christina's still in exactly the same position as she is at the start of the film. Juan Antonio's still in exactly the same position as he is at the start of the film. And these are two best friends who have both fallen in love with this guy, but not once in the film do their kind of stories entwine or interact with each other. So there's zero tension with that. Yeah. Kind of happens in separate parts. It's a really weird choice. But anyway, about 40 minutes into it, Christina... Well, no, actually, I can't say that because that's going to be a spoiler. But uh, Penelope Cruz turns up, who plays Juan Antonio's ex-wife. Okay. And she is amazing in it. Yeah. She plays this really kind of unhinged, angry, passionate artist. Right. Who always looks like she's on the verge of killing herself. But is always kind of angry and mad. And she lights the film up. On her own. The rest of the film is utterly pants, but she is kind of, she's she's really good in it. Mm. But yeah, there's no gags that particularly land in it. It's like I said, the characters don't grow, the story's weak, that love triangle never, never intersects with each other. The main focus of the film seems to be Juan Antonio trying to get his rocks off with as many people as he meets. Right. Which is fine. <laughs> Look at, looking at the cast that's in it, yep. it's fine. Mm. But he just comes across, and Hannah echo- echoed this, so it's not just me being a bloke, as to really, really creepy with it. Right. He's not... I, it's it's uncomfortable. And that's fine. He, he's allowed to be creepy in films. That's that's absolutely fine if it's his character. Yeah. But because he doesn't change, there's no kind of comeuppance to it. It just comes across as weird. And this is where my question about Woody Allen and... Uh, the director of the other film, Jim Jarmusch, comes into play. So Woody Allen has come out and said that Juan Antonio in this film is the antagonist. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Which is fine. He kind of is portrayed that way throughout most of it. But there's no comeuppance. There's no, there's no point of it where anyone's like, you're being creepy. Yeah. Vicky does to start with, but then she falls in love with him anyway. So my point is, he's come out after this film's come out and has said that. But he, it doesn't seem like he's meant that as he filmed the film. It seems more like he's filmed this as his own kind of private masturbatorium on film of kind of him playing Juan Antonio, yeah. just getting his rocks off with all these hot women. <laughs> it's kind of how I viewed it. 
So my question to you two is, when a film comes out, if it's badly received, do you think directors should scrabble around to try and give reasons as to what it actually meant? Or should they just own up and be like, yeah, fair enough, that one was a bomb? For me, I, I think as a, as a director, you you should own every film uh, for what it was intended to be. Yeah, I agree. And then if it falls flat, it falls flat. No yeah. one's perfect. No actor has done... Well, actually, there's quite a few... <laughs> great films every single time they've gone out on the screen there, there's terrible films out there with good yeah. actors in and good directors Yeah, and I think it's just sometimes the message that you want to put across or something that you think is going to be a good idea doesn't turn out that way Yeah, and I think you just need to to own up then say oh I tried didn't yeah, work yeah, out Yeah, I've learned lessons yeah. from this one same as me hopefully I don't make the same again yeah it's always a lesson I d- yeah I don't see I know they're saving face if they do scramble for a good reason, but for me it's, um, what's the word? It's a cop-out. Yeah, to me, if your film's yeah. intended one way and it's received a different way, that message that you've put into that film is has been done poorly yeah, or badly, or wrong somewhere along the line, that message not being picked up by the audience, especially if it's your target audience, which Woody Allen and Jim Jarmusch, to an extent for me, are... I am their target audience. I like those sort of films. But if that message is lost in translation, I think that's on the director, not on the audience for being an idiot. Yeah, which seems to be pushed a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think some films are a bit ambiguous anyway, and that's fine as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if you've got a clear message, you've got a clear direction that you want the film mm. to go in, and it doesn't yeah. get received in that way, then I think it's even if it's even if it's a film that's well received, but people are getting a completely different message out of it. Yeah. I think it's still f- fine to accept that it wasn't your intention, but yeah. it, it's mm. good because people are getting something out of it that they're enjoying it, and that's the whole purpose, isn't it? Yeah. You want people to enjoy your film. Yeah. You also want the message that you're trying to send to be received. Mm. As long as you get people enjoying it, yeah. the f- the latter doesn't really matter as much, does it? No, yeah. no, not but to it, me. But it does mean, like you say, that they have just done a poor job of sending their message. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's nice seeing like a director grow as well because obviously like Peter Jackson when he started on Brain Dead, Amazing. his first film, yeah. and then um, obviously he did well finished with like The Hobbit, but in between that he did Lord of the Rings, and you can just see him growing and growing and growing. Well, that's it, like, it and it's just like shit. This is a King Kong he did that in between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as well. There's that many films that come out now. Yeah. That. It's the perfect time, I think, yeah, for, yeah. for people to just have a current, yeah. You can just have a go, yeah. and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, yeah. move on to the next one. I don't think just own it and say, "Yeah, that was that." I don't think the audience are going to be expecting, yeah, tens out of ten every single time from a director. Yeah. I think you're not going to write a director completely off from one nah. film that you haven't liked. I wouldn't, like you say with Peter Jackson, if you'd only watched Brain Dead and didn't, yeah. it, are yeah. you then never going to watch a Peter Jackson film? Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah, just going to yeah. pass on Lord of the yeah. Rings. I yeah. don't like Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings because Brain Dead was crap. It's yeah. like, nah. <laughs> you're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> the trailer Brain Dead's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, but yeah, just, awesome. just, just as that a example. massive, like, <laughs> fest, <laughs> blood fest. Yeah. Proper B-movie. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I love B-movies. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch it at some point. Yeah. So for me, I'll watch a film based on what the, what the plot is. Yeah. And what the trailer looks yeah. like. If it looks like an enjoyable enjoyable film I'll watch it it's a bonus if it's a director that I know a lot of but at the same time I'm not going to write if it's a director that I don't usually like as long as I like the look of the film 
I'm yeah. gonna go give it a, a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just wondering what you're, and considering I dropped that on you, without telling you what the question was, that was a thorough answer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Same as same as Nolan, Christopher Nolan. I mean, I love the Batman trilogy that he did. Oh, I'm hit and miss with Nolan. That was amazing. But then that'll just be because an interesting conversation. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, just just because of the fact that it's Nolan, it's like it's not going to be amazing. Because I mean, Tenet I watched when I first watched it, I was like, what? My head was just hurting. I didn't like Tenet at all. I thought Tenet was just a bad film. But but then he's done like Dunkirk and that was okay. Didn't like that. And either. then oh, what was the other one that he did? I don't like Christopher Nolan really as a filmmaker. I like Christopher Nolan the man. He seems yeah. fine. But as a filmmaker, I think I'm not. K- sorry. I think he's perfectly fine as a director. Yeah. I think I'll he's go with that. Interstellar. I've I haven't seen that. Amazing. I think he's fine as yeah. a director. <laughs> but I do think that he is. Largely overrated. Yeah, I yeah. can get on board that. It sounds like I'm slagging him off. I'm not. He's yeah. a good director, but his films are good. Yeah. Some of them aren't great. Yeah. Some of them are a bit better than others. Um, I'm not a massive fan of the Batman trilogy either. Oh, fucking love that trilogy. Heath Ledger makes the second one. There's, yeah. up, there's ups and, and that's downs. Me done. There's yeah. ups and downs. I enjoyed them all, but I enjoyed them all, but they're not. They're all in like the top ten top 20 films of all time on like IMDb and stuff I'm yeah. like they're not they're not they're not that good I think in superhero <laughs> films they're definitely oh, I love there. them yeah De- yeah I definitely. can get on board with that but yeah Christopher Nolan is the light doesn't shine as bright as as people um, make out for me he's mm. no Guillermo del Toro is he oh no <laughs> chance <laughs> <laughs> no. I just want the name drop on the few days but I'm sure we'll be on a Nolan a Nolan uh Nolan Journey. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's not a bad director. No, he's not. At no. all. No, far from it. But Tenet for me was definitely not a terrible film. Yeah. It was an okay film. Yeah. But it was, I think we, we said the same, Ned. It lacked a lot of substance. It was definitely style yeah, over substance. The story yeah. was, <coughs> in the end, largely yeah. insignificant. Yeah. And I think that comes back to when you're saying about entertainment and message. Yeah. Every I know I rate a lot of films down. I know I talk about theme and messages and cinematography on here, but that's because that's what the podcast's about. Yeah. But I largely well, I only rate on entertainment. Yeah. If a film bores the arse off me, but it's technically amazing, it will get a lower score than a film that is absolutely shoddily made. Yeah. But entertain hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll always do that. Everything is about entertainment. That's why it's subjective. Yeah, because you. But I can recognise that I've given a nine out of ten to. A shuddly made film, yeah, <laughs> shouldn't be a nine out of ten because <laughs> it entertained me for one reason. Or yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, it's clicked with you for some reason. Yeah, yeah. L- like going back to last week. Yeah, you gave you Halloween four Campbell, or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but obviously you can see that Halloween's a very well-made film. Yeah, in its in its genre or in general. Yeah, but if it doesn't click with you, if you don't, if you're not entertained by it this in ninety it. minutes, then yeah, this is you're it. not going to give it an eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, because yep. it's just missed. And I can yeah. see these, both of these films; they're both well-made. Yeah. But they've got so many flaws, and it just didn't entertain me at all. Especially Dead, uh, Dead Don't Die. Mm. That, can, that can go away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, what was its score? I gave it a four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I no, I'll stand by that. I've seen it a long time ago, so it's very, very uh, distant in my memory. And I remember not getting anything out of it. Right. It wasn't that it's badly made, like we said. Um, but it just nothing really happens. Yeah. N- nothing stands no. out to me at all. Yeah, I'll get that one. There's very little. <laughs> of, there's very little tension or conflict in it whatsoever. Yeah. It's just it just seems like Woody Allen filmed some people having and talking about threesomes. 
and it was right. and it was a good cast, so you you would yeah. expect a lot more. Yeah, I think you'll get more out of it if you watch it with the sound off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because it's four actors who it's are all hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's an aesthetically pleasing film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm including Bardem in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good looking fella. I can absolutely recognise a hot man. <laughs> so I think that probably wraps up. Yeah, I've not seen anything else. Yeah, nah, this, this week's roundup. Outside of first dates. I was made to watch first dates as well. Oh, I wasn't, wow. wasn't made to. She doesn't like time into the sofa. I could get up. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Sorry, you're looking expectant. No, I was just waiting for you to. to no, 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 sorry. Just, 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 yeah. I want to say it's shit. It's not. It's entertaining. It is shit, but it's entertaining. It's standard. Yeah. Standard yeah. telly, isn't it? But it's got Fred in it. Fred the Frenchman. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of hot dudes. Yeah, he's I Take or leave him. I'll, really? I'll, I'll go on a roller coaster with him. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I like him, sometimes I think he's a bit of a knob. Yeah, I know, mate. But he comes out with some odd shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I liked him um, when he goes on the tour with Gino and Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've not seen that. That's oh. great. It's genuinely funny. It's absolutely hilarious. Just Gino just, just lads. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely, lads, just getting into it. What is it, Gordon Ramsay as well? Gordon Ramsay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he yeah. makes it entertaining. It's yeah. just 50 old lads doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah Sounds dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, that shouldn't be the trailer. Just the 50 old lads doing stuff. No. No thanks. But yeah, that's it. I've not watched anything else. Yeah. No, no, no. Cool. All good. So onto the main theme for this week, which is hit me with your broadsword. And first up, shall we talk about Highlander? Yes. Yeah. 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 So these are all these are all sword fighting films, or films with at least a certain amount of sword fighting in. Yeah. yeah. Which I suppose we can debate. Yeah. Debate <laughs> <point>. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Highlander. It was uh, out in 1986. It was directed by oh, I haven't researched how to say his name, but Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy? I have no idea. Okay. He, I think he directed it. He directed uh, Resident Evil Extinction. Oh, okay. The new Teen Wolf series. I say new. It was yeah, a, lot of that. That's good. a few years ago. Yeah. The non-Michael J. Fox one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he did the um, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> no oh, okay. He was one of the directors on, on that. Batwin. Uh, some of the cast. It's got Christopher Lambert in, um, which you may have also seen him in Mortal Kombat in the 90s oh as yeah. Raiden. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's got Sean Connery in, which yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to list the film that yeah. he's been in. <laughs> and then... Zardos. Uh, <laughs> the another another uh, character that I thought I'd pick up on is uh, Clancy Brown, who also is in Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. and he oh is yeah. in Starship Troopers. He is. I can remember him for Starship Troopers. I'd forgotten he was in the Shawshank Redemption. I'd completely forgot him in, in either, but I did recognise him. So he's like he's the drill sergeant in Starship Troopers, I think. He's Sergeant Zim. Zim. Zim, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, so Highlander. A moody Highlander man isn't enjoying the wrestling, so he goes down to the car park and decapitates an old acrobat. A big ugly man then frequently scuppers the Highlander's quest <laughs> to be the only one. <laughs> Immortal combat ensues. Yeah. <laughs> This is... It's a good synopsis. Thank you. <laughs> yep. It's so enjoyably daft. I yeah. gave it a seven. There's plenty wrong with this film, but I think nostalgia and the fun that is in this film 
uh, bumps this up for me. It's a seven out of ten. Right. I'll let you go next, Matt, because I'll say why in a minute. I'm eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, same as you. Nostalgic. It's just epic. I absolutely love it. it it's it, within two seconds of it starting. I was like, oh god, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I'm back young again, and it's it's the eighties. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I just love I love the soundtrack and everything about it. It's just even like the storyline, just the fact that it's like you got to cut off somebody's head just to steal all their souls <laughs> that they've earned. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so my rating. Oh, before I give my rating out and before I say anything, I lost my notes to this. Mm-hmm. So this was the first film that I watched probably ten days ago now, <laughs> yeah. and I, I I was looking for my notes today because I was going <laughs> to write them up into a bit more of a cohesive fashion on my phone so that I didn't have to use this notebook like an old man. Right. And I just couldn't find it. So I can't remember a lot of what I said, but I can remember what I gave it and bits of why, but I can't remember kind of individual things. I gave it a five out of 10. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm because, not. Because, yeah. And again, I understand the nostalgia. Yeah. I get the nostalgia. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I, everything I rate is based on how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, I watched this when I was younger and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And when it was picked for this week, I was so excited. I was so <laughs> happy. And I put it on and it's so naff. <laughs> it's that it ju- I was just like, this isn't, uh, this is boring me. I was like, Christopher <laughs> Lambert is awful. <laughs> the plot, the plot I like, the plot's fun yeah. and daft. But the film was just, it played to me like a 90 minute music video. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't even it's mean. very shoddily made. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And <laughs> the acting is not great. In I this film, I yeah. expected the nostalgia to carry me into being like, "Oh, this is ace." Yeah, because there were much worse films than this that I will rate nine and ten. Yeah, <laughs> I give the room nine or ten out of ten <laughs> because it entertains the hell out of me. But that is a much, much worse. F- that's probably the worst film I've ever seen. Oh apart yeah, from definitely. By yeah. Neil Breen, yes, yeah. which Agreed. are genuinely <laughs> awful. But the room is bad, yeah. and it entertains the hell out of me. Yeah, and I, I'm not normally one that likes <laughs> shit films. <laughs> and gives them great ratings, but that yeah. I do. But this, I just, I was just watching it, and I was like, I just don't care. Yeah, it was just. I think Christopher Lambert just killed it for me. I think and it's I'll just because the fact that I love Mortal Kombat. He was Lord Raiden in this as well, even with oh, yeah, his, yeah. his jokes, and he was just like, <laughs> it's <laughs> that weird laugh, <laughs> like doing them laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I'm just like, that's Raiden. <laughs> Be- when Becky didn't know what uh, to expect from this film when we w- we started watching Did it. Did Becky watch it with you? Yeah, and she thought <laughs> that it was good. She knows nothing about this film. Yeah, no, no, nor she, Hannah. She was expecting like uh, a Braveheart style film. Hannah, uh, Becky <laughs> and Hannah are sisters for any, anyone that does listen. Said exactly the same thing, and I was taking the piss out of it that no one would think that. She thought Rob Roy was the silly uh, <laughs> chopping people's heads off one, right. and that Highlander was like Braveheart. And well, it was set in the 17th century in Scotland, <laughs> and it was about clans. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it is. It is called, yeah, it mean, is yeah. called Highlander. Yeah. So I understand. <laughs> but I just thought Highlander transcended, especially because both are in their 30s. I yeah. just thought Highlander was a big enough name <laughs> that they would know. That they'd know at least it was daft. Yeah. It's got a Queen soundtrack. And yeah, Becky, exactly, yeah. Becky loves Who Wants to yeah. Live Forever as well, the song, which no one should hate it. No, yeah, that's. And so I thought great that song. I thought that she knew that it was yeah. you know on this. <laughs> you know, the music video was to do with this film. Yeah. Um so I expected her to know. And yeah. she was watching it and she was laughing her head off for <laughs> the first twenty minutes, half an hour, and she said, Is this meant to be a comedy? <laughs> and I went, No. <laughs> no, I think but it's it tongue should in be. cheek. <laughs> definitely tongue in cheek. Yeah. Definitely knows that it's 
I don't think it takes itself wildly jokes. seriously. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but it takes no. itself seriously enough, enough yeah. that I feel comfortable about saying it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, or it's it, no, it's not bad. I don't. Five isn't bad for me. It's meh. Yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. is average. Yeah. I think nostalgia overcomes for me. I'm just like, oh, I feel like a little kid again watching it. Yeah. And I wish I did. I wish I yeah. thought I was going to. I thought, and I've said this <laughs> to you a lot, Matt. Yeah. Because this film's come up when me and Matt have been talking for years. Yeah. And I always say, oh, I love Christopher Lambert. Hold on a minute. I don't think I do. Yeah, I know what you mean. I just don't. Yeah. yeah. I do, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he's I not also, a good actor. <laughs> I Hence also, why he's only <laughs> been in about four films. I also love Thomas Jane and James Purefoy. Oh, he's <laughs> Who I am <laughs> presumed that all three of them are like twins. Yeah. <laughs> They're very similar. I get, uh, Every time I see them, I'm like, is is it him? <laughs> and then I he like does that laugh and I'm like, yes, yeah. Raiden. <laughs> I get Purefoy. Yeah. Purefoy and Lambert mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, Thomas Jane as well, I'd say the same. Yeah. Yeah, he's very similar, actually. The one out of, um, what's it called? Thomas Jane. Punisher? He's off The Expanse. The, good the Expanse is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I've seen him mainly, I think. That. Oh, shit, yeah. Punisher? Yeah. Oh, do you know, I've never seen The Punisher. It's film I fucking love. Wow. Yeah, I need to watch that. That's, again, that's another one. That's a fairly bad film that I will rate highly. Yeah. And I shouldn't. Because it's entertaining, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of fun in this film. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to enjoy. For, I can see why yeah. other people would like it. But yeah. I can I also ju- I wish see, I did. I can see why people <laughs> don't. Because it's there's lots and lots and lots of yeah. flaws in it. It's Christopher Lambert is creepy in yeah. nearly every he keeps, know, man. he's doing yeah, close ups he of his face he's as well, proper intense weird. stares yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the background just staring at just normal woman. questions like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just, just be a normal person what's this sword what year is it and he's just like intense stares the fight scenes as well they're so bad oh, yes this <laughs> I know <laughs> are we on about the first fight scene that we ever see well, all of them, but right. the, yeah, specifically the the first one is <laughs> terrible, and they're like it'll ran the guy <laughs> will randomly just run away, yeah, and then keep coming back, and it's like they just have a little bit of a scuffle, one runs away, not for even like run a, a minute, he'll backflip away, and you're like, oh, at one point why? he backflips away, yeah, like was that all the, the fight way in the car park, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. The very, very he literally yeah. backflips off the hood of a car, and I'm like, why did you have to backflip? And that then was one he thing I wrote down, I can remember yeah. that now, and then he backflips away from him with this dodgy it music. If you I'm like, that's creepy. If you could backflip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. You'd totally do it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd backflip everywhere. <laughs> it's like if I was Michael Jackson, I'd moonwalk around St. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, everyone can do that now. Fuck this front walking. Speaking of the beginning, though, I did think it was a cool camera uh, shot over the wrestling ring. Yeah, that was good, yeah. 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 It was a pretty cool that they... I think we were talking before about... Um, was it in Can... Um, <laughs> yeah, in Candyman. Yes. Um, with oh, the, yeah, like the, sky shot. the sky shot, yeah, I thought yeah. this was quite cool that they. I didn't realize that they had at this point. I know they do it, use it a lot in sports now. Yeah, but that camera view where it goes over the top through the whole arena. Yeah, what I've learned today is that Steve didn't think cameras could be lifted above six feet <laughs> in the eighties. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's not true. <laughs> I didn't think they used I those. Didn't know cam- they were big enough to hold it that high. <laughs> I didn't think they used them camera shots. <laughs> Back then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like, I like the um, I like the scene. I've got no notes. <laughs> this is just I've got I've got to take this, so I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. I like the scene when he went to Old Scotland, um, when you first meet Kurgan and his horse just sort of like in a distance on the hill, sort of goes up in his horse and yeah. knees. It was, knees, a, it was a fun and looking just villain. Like, that is an amazing shot. It was just a fun purple sky, lightning, <laughs> and then nothing. He was a fun looking <laughs> villain, especially yeah. then. But speaking of when it goes back to um, Scotland, yeah. Into the past. The first, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, maybe yeah. more, 
is a bit of an acid trip in terms of story-wise. Oh, yeah. It does not tell you anything, and no, it just no. keeps cutting all over the place. Yeah, it throws you and right in there, yeah. I'd seen it before, so obviously I know what's going on. Yeah. But I had, luckily, had Becky with me next next to me, yeah. who had no idea what the film was going to be out, didn't know anything, and I could see why she was so confused for the first chunk of the film. Yeah. Because it's not really until maybe the towards the end of the second third of the film where it actually explains properly what's going on. Right. So I, I understand what there are a lot of people out there who say, oh, it's a confusing film, makes no sense. Yeah. And it doesn't largely make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and that is one of its negatives for me. I agree yeah. with that. I think, I, I think that was one of the things that I ri- uh, wrote down. I put that the film seemed confused. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the the camera was just everywhere. There were so many, <laughs> so many little camera tricks yeah. here, and so many totally different little camera tricks <laughs> there. And then yeah. it was like someone had just opened a little box of camera tricks, and it was like, "Ooh, there you go, yeah. have all them, we've have all them, son." Yeah. We've just learned this. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go and use it. Crack your gimbal on. But get in get there. Get your gimbal on. Get your gimbal um, out. That bit at the beginning as well, like um, when Kurgan hunts down and he says, "Oh, th- there's a McLeod somewhere, and he's mine," and the other clan are like, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll leave McLeod to you." But he finds him on the battlefield, and <laughs> McLeod's like, "No, nobody will fight me. Nobody will fight me." He immediately <laughs> gets stabbed by Kurgan, and then like, <laughs> he nearly gets his head chopped off. But there's two Scotsmen that drag Kurgan away. <laughs> Kurgan's the most powerful, like being, in in their race, and he gets dragged away by two Scotsmen. He's like, "Next time, McLeod." <laughs> it's like, "No, <laughs> just kill them." And McLeod's right there. <laughs> I don't Why? think I don't think he's meant to be particularly. St- like way more powerful. I think it's yeah. that he's he's um, the master of he's the master of, of the art. So like he's yeah. he's the master swordsman. That yeah, yeah. Is you know no one's going to kill him on the battlefield in a one on one. Yeah, that's is the, that Kurgan. Yeah, that's yeah. the impression yeah. I got. He just prolongs it, and it's just like he's just there, just kill the clouds, and then there you go. Why would no one else fight Christopher Lambert on the battlefield? Because he's set, because is that just Kurt, because he's hard. Because Kurgan said, "Oh, of course, leave oh, him. Co- yeah, 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 he's mine, yeah, right? Okay, yeah." And, and they, and You've they, literally just said that. Sorry, they, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they I said him. it, and they still went, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they feared him. So I he, do know, and that's why he's yeah. he's confused. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, one, everyone's yeah. backing off. Yeah, yeah. I did think that they were pretty quick to ju- to turn. Mm. On McLeod. Oh yeah, like his whole oh, family. Yeah, his, family yeah, yeah. Like, his whole family. You must be from the devil. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Kill him. You was dead. <laughs> now yeah. you're alive. Go away. <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> yeah. Rather than being really happy about it. Yeah. yeah you should have died. It's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I'm fine. Yeah. Speaking of not explaining things, mm. Sean Connery. <laughs> okay. Let's introduce Sean Connery to this yeah. film. Ramirez. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. That Sean Connery's in this film, he looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. Of course, he does. Not sort of pearl earring. And he plays yep. a Spanish, Egyptian, Egyptian, <laughs> Scottish. Again, accent. great. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. change his accent either. <laughs> in in any film, no, ever. <laughs> it doesn't ever. And I think that's. Oh, sorry, I know, I know. That's the line when he says, "I oh, say so you're Spaniard." He's like, yeah. No, I'm Egyptian. I'm Egyptian. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that's just a nod to the fact that he never changes his accent. No, it's his take. It, it, I it's, hope anyway. I think it's partly that, and I think it's partly that. It, because they're immortal, yeah. obviously they go, they go al- around a lot of places. Like oh Lam- yeah, the truck. Like McLeod yeah. loses his accent in America. Yeah, because yeah. obviously over time they're just going to merge or whatever. I think that's the excuse of not keeping up appearances anyway. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I would like to think that it's a little bit of a nod to Sean Connery because there's other little things like it's a kind of magic. Oh Gets yeah. mentioned a few times, two or three times in there. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you wouldn't necessarily. 
I thought I was going to sneeze. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, w- I was leaving a pause just yeah, in case. I, know. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't say that that was what you would expect to come out. And yeah. it, uh, so it stood out to me. I was like, that must be a nod to the fact that it's a Queen soundtrack. Yeah. 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 It definitely. has to be. Yeah. Um, so I think, I would like to think that, yeah, that's uh, that Sean Connery being Spanish Egyptian. Yeah. Is a nod again to Sean Connery. I hope not so. changing the Because yeah. well, I wrote that down as a plus point, and if it's not, yeah. I'm giving it four. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lambert says it's a little girl when he saves her in Nazi Germany or wherever they are from the Nazis. He does. And then he says it in the lift when she's older, going down in the lift. It's kind of magic. Yeah. <laughs> Just before yeah. we leave. <laughs> There's a weird laugh. <laughs> Honestly, I think you said that with more conviction yeah. than yeah. Christopher Lambert. I even did the eyes as well, but you can't say that. You did. <laughs> also... Breaking news mm. while we're on the subject. Of Breaking Sean, news. Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. You know how I've mentioned before how Becky will refuse to accept that another man is good looking other than me? Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> weirdly. Not that you're not good looking, but it's a weird thing. I mean, thank you. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, there's, there's definitely plenty of good looking, especially actors out there. Yeah. That, anyway. It's a plethora of hot me- men, men and women out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course there is. Becky admitted that somebody was good looking in this film. Not Kurgan. Was it? Like, yeah, was it Kurgan? Please don't tell me it's Kurgan. <laughs> it must be Sean Connery. It was Sean Connery. Wow. Who is, I don't know, he looks like a 50, 60 year old man. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. I was yeah. like, uh, actually, the first person that you're going to admit is good looking was the earring. It's Sean Connery. It's not Chris Hemsworth. It's not Ryan Gosling, who I know for a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you like the look of. Yeah. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> As an old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old man Sean. <laughs> uh, he does look great in it. He's, oh, he does. He's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it the feather in the hat? He's well tanned as well. Yeah. Yes, my mum talks about what used to, well, I say used to, she's not dead. Talks about Sean Connery's eyes a lot. Right. Okay. Not just randomly, she's not like, she just bring it up. And that is a thing though, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. people Apparently he's got lovely eyes. Yeah. yeah. Lovely twinkly eyes. lost in them eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what most in them Egyptian eyes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them Hispanic Egyptian <laughs> eyes. And my point, anyway, I haven't even got to my point about, no, about <laughs> the fact of this. It's not being a bit confused. I don't think we ever have a point. <laughs> there, there is no. Sean, when Sean Connery is there training him, he yeah. explains. I think Christopher Lambert asks why it's happened to him, and Sean Connery explains it just does. Yeah. And he explains that they're born immortal. So why <laughs> is Sean Connery about sixty? Yeah. Christopher Lambert about thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And Kurgan probably about the same. Why yeah. are they all different ages? Yeah. If yeah. you're born immortal and they don't age, why mm. are they not all top babies? Why are they not all babies? Did they <laughs> s- did they say that that Ramirez was like two thousand five hundred years old, or was that Christopher Lambert? One of them was two and a half thousand years old, or something. So whether the aging process is just radically slowed, I think it was Ramirez. Is it Ramirez? Because he's been so. alive for like well, that would make years. that would make some sense, I guess. Yeah. Didn't you say yeah, he's been alive two and a half millennia or something? Yeah, because w- wasn't he with like a Japanese woman that had made that sword that yeah, to Christopher Lambert, was. and it was like not even existed. That's which a fair is that yeah. Brenda's it's role, isn't BC. it? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. Then okay, yeah, so that would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that like you that. do age, but it's like intensely slow. Yeah, slow. Christopher Lambert, when you fir- when he first gets killed, yeah, in seventeenth uh, century Scotland, yeah, yeah, he's the same age that he is in the film, yeah. He only just finds out then that he's immortal. But so if you age in slowly, mm. he must realise that at that point 
Yeah. It's took him 600 years to <laughs> get to 30. <laughs> or... No, that could, be his first, that could be the first his instance. First death. So you're saying bored. you age normally until you get your first death. Ooh, oh, I understand what your point now. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, that would be yeah. ridiculous. Cause if, yeah, because if Sean Connery looks 60 because yeah. he's two and a half thousand years old. Yeah. Did he die when he was 60 and then thought, oh shit, I'm immortal. Yeah. No. Why didn't I want to die when I was 23? <laughs> no, but even still, you would notice that everyone else yeah. is getting to 60 way before you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. how, how you look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're in school yeah. and you're doing year seven <laughs> for 30 years. Yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're like Van Wilder. Can I, can I pass, please? Yeah. 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 yeah Van Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm bored of this now. <laughs> My grandkids next to me. <laughs> they all stay the same age. <laughs> yeah. I assume, it's one, I assume it's a hand wave. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Look, it, it, it's full of little things like that, though, I think, this, this film. And uh, the he explains in this film that at one point the immortals they're all fighting to be the only one, yeah, the only one for the prize, yeah. And at some point there'll be a gathering, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll all meet in a faraway place to wherever they are, yeah. And there'll be a fight to the death, yeah. And yeah. one of them wins the prize. It all seemed a bit pointless in the end. I know you mean. Yeah, because it was like, what prize? So oh, the, the prize okay. is that they, they get some powers of yeah. thoughts and things like that, but then they become mortal. Mm. They can age, have children, like normal yeah. people, with this extra power to try and promote sort of cooperation. And yeah. th- but you surely would have that power while you're immortal and have enough time bring humanity around course, to that yeah. idea rather than saying oh, you've got this power now but you've only, but got, you've so only got yeah you've only got the next 40 years to do it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. seems a bit odd yeah definitely yeah it's kind of like, i thought that the power was sort of just tacked on it was it was just a vehicle for wanting people immortals to fight each other yeah yeah but it seemed this the story is obviously based around i honestly journey. would have found it better and funnier if someone had just turned up with like a karate trophy, <laughs> <laughs> like, that yeah. was the prize. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Lawrence, you're now red belt. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just a number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a certificate. Yeah, Conor McLeod versus Daniel Larusso. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a funny bit that the Lambert laugh oh, yeah. appears in. Yeah, when uh, Sean Connery is training him. <laughs> And he just pushes him into the water. <laughs> and he's like, I yeah. can't swim. Like, I'm going to drown or something. And he's like, you can't die. Yeah. Like, when he realises underwater, he, you, you can see him do the laugh underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, starts, yeah. Yeah, starts, <laughs> he starts fight, bobbing yeah. his voice, like blah, 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 blah. Fighting <laughs> laughing. The, fighting the seaweed yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then he tries to sneak up on Ramirez <laughs> when he comes that. out of the water. Yeah. I mean, there, there were some comical moments in it because it was like um, they when they arrested him after he was trying to get away from the car park on the first killing that he did. Yeah. And then they threw the sword onto the table and he w- there was like, what's that? He went, like, leant right forward, looked at it and leant back and went, a sword? <laughs> <laughs> that bit, I was just like, yes, Chris. There is th- <laughs> <laughs> he was a snarky prick all the way yeah. through it. There was very yeah. silly moments in it like that that I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him fighting another police officer. Yeah. In the police station. I've, fucking, I've said that. And nobody gave a shit. Yeah. I yeah, put, like, put ha ha. Just <laughs> punched a copper and asks, Am I under arrest? <laughs> After you've just punched a copper. And you went, No, not yet. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> love the 90s. You've got to do something worse than that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just Have punched I? a copper. And you're like, No, not under arrest at all. 
Okay, I'll leave. <laughs> and just walks Wasn't out. Wasn't copper? Cause this is a bit <laughs> I can't remember. A dick. Oh, he's a dick. He yeah, was yeah. proper antagonistic. Yeah. He was. Back, he was. He? he was the bad cop. Yeah, he had yeah. it. Co- he had it coming. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've written down here <laughs> because I watched the last twenty minutes earlier. Yeah. Because I, I hadn't watched it all, so that's why I've got a couple of notes. Yeah. And I wrote down underneath, Lambert's not good, is he? Question mark. <laughs> he got stuck into his sex scene. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Oh, he, I was, he was properly having to go there. He really he? was. I said, I said <laughs> Poor to Brenda. Becky, I said to Becky, I was like, that, I said, that woman. <laughs> oh, I don't know if Brenda finds Lambert attractive. Mm, but was, <laughs> was the nipple kiss... Oh, really, that was proper, wasn't it? Really necessary. <laughs> I would imagine that if she would have lost her, her mind. I only seen first s- happen, like, yeah. Surely, at that point, you go, what are you doing? I only seen the we silhouette of Linda. Uh, Linda, Brenda. But I can't imagine what her face must have looked like. She was probably like, fuck me, Chris. I like, assume. I'm calm gonna, down. I might, I might yeah. have something uh, controversial here that <laughs> Christopher Lambert didn't make that choice himself. I would I hope know. so. Christopher I, I, Lambert wasn't. I, I, like, I'm, assume, I'm assuming that he did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of booby. Let's let's have a go. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> have a crafty pop while I'm here. Yeah, I'm assuming that the director <laughs> went right. Go <laughs> action, and Chris went straight for the nipple <laughs> just because of the laugh and the stare well, he's got. <laughs> it comes as a package deal. That's how I. That's how I'd hope it went. But I guess this assume. director has done some other good films. Yeah, and. <laughs> I've not I, off the top of my head I can't remember anything weird like that <laughs> so it kind of makes me lean towards Lambert yeah being lost in the moment yeah <laughs> I imagine them saying cut and having to drag Lambert off <laughs> 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 saying Chris calm down calm down Chris <laughs> That poor, <laughs> that poor woman. I know. Uh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a really right. <laughs> there's a really cool shot towards the end, where he's just fought Kurgan. Yes. And he uh, kills him. Yep. And all the they must have saved all their money just for this one bit because it was the only <laughs> bit that looked remotely like passable. Oh yeah. And all of the glass smashes Amazing. in one oh, in yeah, one yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah, and the swooping camera before. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It seemed pretty cool that Love day. Love that. It was immediately um, <laughs> forgotten <laughs> because he gets suspended in the air. Yeah. When he's doing his moment, when he's getting all of the power. Yeah. You can see the wire. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice the wire. Ignore me. Um, I had to rewind it because oh, I was like, I swear shit, that's the wire. I've got to see it. And I rewound it, and it's blatantly obvious. You can see this wire that he's suspended on. Right. You see, I'm okay with. If I'd noticed the wire, I don't think I would. I would have wrote it down because it's funny. But that's not a. My biggest issue was the cartoon ghosts. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, were yeah, flitting yeah, around yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, that was horrendous. I was like, it's like an aha video. And now. I also think the <laughs> one, one, one of the bit. one of the worst bits of it was the fact that he was apologising for what he'd just done. He was shouting, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I was like, "Are you speaking to Brenda for that scene?" <laughs> it's like he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I was like, "Why is he apologising? He's just won the prize." <laughs> I couldn't tell what he was saying. <laughs> was he saying I'm sorry. I think he was saying, oh, "Don't quote me on it," but I'm pretty sure he was saying, "I'm sorry, I know, I know." <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> what? I didn't get that, but I was so distracted. <laughs> I need by the to. I need to, ghosts. I need to rewatch it for the wire. Well, and I need to rewatch it for the quotes, but I'm sure he's saying that. Yeah, it's just the contrast. In yeah, the, there was other. <laughs> moments when uh, Highland, uh, when other immortals were killed, yeah, and the special effects were terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, I love them effects. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, they're yeah. so good. They're so 80s. They are fun. <laughs> the 80s and they're cheap because that's yeah. the film's level, the budget yeah. that it's got. And yeah. I can I can write off the terrible lightning effects. That's fine. That's, <laughs> that's least, amazing. That's at least in theme. But yeah. the, the weird ghost things. I was like, why, why is yeah, this, why why is this why come is out? Why is that a thing? So yeah. I know you need to make the final kill bigger. Yeah. And it's got to yeah. be dafter. Yeah. But... It's an odd choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bizarre choice to be like, here's some like little villainous Caspers flying around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not when he goes to that shop as well, and he's um, he's sort of like uh, like smelling. Well, I think Brenda walks in and he's taking her on a date or something. Or no, 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 he's in the bar and he's drinking a whiskey and he smells the whiskey and he's saying the year and what happened in that year and she's just like mesmerized. That's like, in her room. Is that in the room? And. Oh th- yeah, th- that's basically happening, and I'm just like, I'd love to be able to smell something like that and just give you the rundown of the year and stuff. Mm. You probably it's made it. I'll, I'll be like, I'll, do, I'll be smelling it, and I'll be like, oh, Reef, two thousand, Tamworth, <laughs> Edwards. Good night. Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hooch. Snooker club, Tamworth. I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I lost. We're gonna have to rattle <laughs> on to the next one. We've been going for a while. I know we've been out a couple of times, but yeah, that's fine. That's all I've got to say. What's up next? <coughs> what is up next? Oh, Rob Roy. That's mine. Okay, so Rob Roy was my, uh, my choice for sword fighting films. So it's uh, directed by Michael Caton Jones, who I didn't look up anything else that he's done, but I'm sure he's done other things. And it stars Tim Roth. Who else is in it? I've literally forgotten who's in it. Liam Neeson, Brian Cox, and John Hurt are the main kind of four players. Yeah. I think. Oh, and uh, Jessica Lang. There's yep. his wife. Yeah. So. My synopses. Scotland's most honourable outlaw and oversized hobbit, Robert Roy McGregor, <laughs> makes some terrible choices in life that lead to the death of his brother and best mate, along with the violation of his wife. Following said violation, cinema's greatest villain, Archibald Cunningham, fops around Scotland, sneering at lesser villains, John Hurt <laughs> and Brian Cox, before being cleaved in two, much to the delight of everyone. That's nice. my synopsis. <laughs> and I gave this film an 8.5 out of 10, mainly... Based on Tim Roth. Yeah. Because this is a good film elevated to great for me by Tim Roth's yes. sensational villain. He's so good in this film. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what you two give it. I'm sure it's lower than what I gave it. The- because you're both hacks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay. Already wrong. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it didn't grab me it was well acted well shot I agree with you Tim Roth was <coughs> fantastic in this film Tim Roth's the best part of it he was, yeah, definitely. He was glorious yeah. and a, an the way he moved and everything it was just like sub without sans Tim Roth I'd probably give this around a 7 yeah, yeah okay. okay oh that's my Tim Roth just yeah it's all I can remember from this film it was it, Sorry, was, it was okay it didn't really grab me at any point I'm not massive on period uh, set films mm-hmm. I think this is probably one of the more enjoyable films that I've watched that are set in this time mm. uh, like I say it's really well acted and I just didn't I think the story wasn't that interesting for me it's a fairly standard story yeah it's pretty yeah. kind of like underdog yeah I mean. not peasant <coughs> but kind of lower class citizen gets betrayed and done over by yeah it local landowner. Yeah, and it turns it turns into a revenge story, but the rev- it that only sort of rears its head at maybe halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns into a revenge story. Um, I thought, I thought, I didn't think the story warranted t- over two hours f- of film. I thought you probably could have condensed this. 
Yeah, I know. And it might have pushed it up a little bit if there was, it was more uh, necessary scenes in rather than filled out. Yeah, maybe because it is what it was two hours twenty. I think two hours twenty. Forty minutes. I feel 20, like yeah. the story is a bit more drawn out than it could have yeah, been. Yeah, maybe it would yeah. be twenty minutes. Um, but I gave it a six out of ten. Okay, it yeah, was okay. Not bad. Wasn't yeah. definitely not a bad film. I yeah. feel exactly the same as you, but I give it a five out of ten because Oof. there was a rapey scene and a dog death, which fuck you. I'd forgot one about point the dog gone. death. The rapey <laughs> scene, I can remember. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to cover that now because I, and I've said this on practice once. I haven't said it on the actual podcast. I can't stand rape not as me. a. Obviously, in general, that sounds. <laughs> yeah, just, I know you mean. I don't say I'm anti-rape. Yeah, yeah. But I mean in books or films or games or anything where rape is used as a plot device to yeah. either change a man's mind towards something of his objective yeah. or to be the reason why a woman can finally progress to the next level of power or kind yeah, of yeah. whatever. Yeah. In this, and I think and the rape it's horrible. Yeah it is. But it doesn't annoy me so much in this as it does in a lot of other things because Tim Roth is such a prick all the way through it. Right. I can fully believe that he would do it. That in character as the absolute psychopath, he can that he would do that. That would be his his kind of go-to yeah move. I didn't feel like it was forced or anything. It was like cheap or yeah, yeah. thrown away. And I think it was quite brutally shot because you saw yeah. it. It didn't pull away. It was Oh, it wasn't yeah, yeah. like it, it wasn't, wasn't gratuitous. No, it, it was wasn't gratuitous in like you're watching a sh- a, a schlocky f- horror film. The hills, yeah. the hills of eyes is definitely worse, yeah, and I that made me watch feel it. very uncomfortable. But for but a Hollywood level yeah. film, it kind of because it, it didn't pull <coughs> away from it. Yeah, and you saw it all, and because it is R-rated. Yeah, but I mean, it's still not. I mean, the film, not. Sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I just think by showing it. As they did, and it wasn't it wasn't gratuitous, but I'm glad they didn't shy away from it. And I f- fully believe that Tim Roth, or not Tim Roth, because I just stop saying that Archibald <laughs> Cunningham. Yeah, I, I I think that's what he would have done. I don't yeah. think it was. It was a plot device, and I don't like it as a plot device. But I don't know whether it's just because I love the film so much, and I'll give it a pass. That I shouldn't give it a pass. I don't know if anyone doesn't say. But it didn't annoy me in this like it does in other films and other books. And I read a lot of books. And so I'm talking about books, sorry. The guy, that, the painted man guy. Oh, Peter yeah, Brett, Peter V. Brett, yeah. He uses it in every book for every character yeah, as yeah, a yeah. plot device too. There's a lot of there's a lot of things for me that are gender-related in that story that are unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's... The, the idea of that book is, is great, but I think it's executed after the first one quite poorly. But it didn't, I di- it didn't feel cheap in this film yeah so I'm often I'm on the same wavelength as you it it often makes me feel uncomfortable the yeah, way they do it as well yeah. not even using it as a plot device I don't get on board with but like saying this it it kind of fits in I, I don't think it was necessary but it, yeah it's definitely not out of place yeah I definitely I normally feel uncomfortable because of the way that these scenes are kind of shot yeah you do, it doesn't really pull away, but it also doesn't really get involved. Yeah. So it's not gratuitous. But I do wonder if they could have made it clear that this was what was happening. Yeah. And they still didn't need to shoot the scene. I know, man. Yeah. I wonder whether it would have detracted from it or not. Because yeah. I, 
I don't have a problem with it, but I do wonder if they could have could have been averted. They could have got away with yeah. with not using it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And us just being very clear and understanding that that is what happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah it does, it doesn't. It's not a negative. I, it no, it didn't. I think it highlights. And it, again, you might be right. It might not be needed. It probably isn't needed. It definitely isn't needed. I'm not saying that it, this sort of stuff is ever particularly needed. No. But I thought it did a good job of showing. Again, how shitty Cunningham is, mm-hmm. and it was just so matter of fact. <coughs> and it was like, and uh, Brian Cox's character, yeah, to yeah, yeah. He just kind of watched it. Stands there, yeah, yeah. I think it's, and I think it's pivotal to the fact that it's got to happen because at the end, I know we're going right to the end of the film, but his, um, what's his name, Rob Roy's brother, the one who yeah. takes the shot, Alistair, was it? Yeah, Alistair. Alistair yeah, he takes the shot on them after he says, "No, don't do it." But he knows what's happened. Yeah. Whereas the rest don't. And then when he finally fesses up when he's on his death's door and he's like, oh, if she was violated, it's kind of like a key moment as, oh, that's why he took the shot. So it's like, if that didn't happen and he didn't know about it. Yeah, it's more the shot. would have been like, why the hell did you take that shot? It's so more the, oh, it's because more the of scene that. for me. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. It's the scene for me too, but it's just like, it had to happen, but why do we have to see it? Something, yeah, why, something what? bad needed to happen. Yeah. yeah. Why well, not well, just presume that? Just presume that it happened. <laughs> Moving on to Tim Roth. Yep. He's so, like you said, he's <laughs> so... <laughs> be- he's, he's amazing in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so believably horrible. Yes. He's he's such a cock, but... Yeah. I really enjoyed him. And me. Oh, yeah, I loved he him. He's so good in it. He's so fucking small. <laughs> yeah, uh, Liam Neeson's like six foot four. I was going to say, Liam Neeson I'm, I'm is so tall. glad that Liam Neeson is so tall because everybody was so fucking small in this film. I was like, yeah. look, when Liam Neeson stood next to them all, I was like, he's massive. That sword fight he towards is. the end <laughs> when he's just le- looming over yeah. Tim Roth. <laughs> I really enjoyed the, the first sword fight um, with Tim Roth in because he was so unbelievably yes. camp and eccentric. And yes, he and he was doing all the salutes and everything. I was laughing at him and I thought, yeah. oh, he's going to tear stuff up here. It's literally the first time you see him <laughs> when he walks in with his little leather gloves over That's the wrist. That's it. Both yeah, yeah, hands, yeah. You, can, you can't see it, but both hands kind of <laughs> in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just yeah. minces it. Love minces it. In, yeah. yeah, With all his different fabrics. Yeah, with his, his in debt to his yeah. tailor. His big long He's wig. just such, such a good villain. Yeah. And this is, when I picked this film, I was saying you'll love Tim Roth in Yeah. The film itself, it, you're right. The film itself, the plot is, the plot's okay. It's serviceable. It's standard. It's fairly standard. Yeah. The setting's good because it's the Highlands and location's great. It nice. looks really good. Yeah. Liam Neeson is fine. Liam Neeson's quite believable as a hard man. Yep. Yep. Always like in yeah, as a tough guy. In, yeah. But Tim, for me, Tim Roth just elevates. I love. He's one of my all-time top villains in this film. Yeah. yeah. So like he just elevates it to yeah, such a level where I talk about him a lot. So yeah. So just to touch on the cast a little bit. Liam Neeson is yeah. very fitting for the character, like you say. Yeah. Um, you probably could have got another hard man in. It doesn't really matter. Liam Neeson is the lead. You yeah. want you want some sort of pull for the, yeah, for the yeah. film. Tim Roth, for me, a very underrated actor. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get spoken about enough. I just think he's great in everything I watch. Brian Cox, I mm. thought, I, I also enjoy. I love Brian Cox. I think he's really good. Yeah. And he played the character really well. Yeah. John Hurt is another amazing actor. Yes. Yeah. It's a very strong lead cast. Yeah. What I would say, probably could have got away without John Hurt yeah. as that character. Yeah, it could have been a smaller actor, but... <laughs> it's, yeah, so, for, so my point being is, I think John Hurt's character is fairly insignificant. Right. 
Uh, and I, for such a good actor, it's not that his acting's bad at all. It could his have been anybody perfect, who did it, like yeah. But I think you could have got oh, any standard sort oh, of. Oh yeah, you in. could have got anyone in it. It didn't have to be John Hurt, but the character of was it Montague? Mo- some, no, not Montague. No, uh, Monroe's. 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 Yeah. Mon- yeah. That character had to exist because the kind of the film, the yeah, whole yeah, no, conflict revolves around his decision making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I understand. And the fact that he's kind of been played a little bit by Tim Roth and Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it didn't have to be John Hurt. But you could say that about any film. It doesn't have to be so and so. No, but like so Tim so. Roth, I feel like that character uh, uh, needed yeah. Tim Roth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's yeah. very few people that I think could have pulled that off. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Or as just Chris, as yeah. psychopathic as Chris, he did Christopher it. Lambert could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a laugh in there, there and everywhere. Uh, <laughs> he's, already done a, he's already done a sex scene. He'd have been a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a good film. No, I, I, but I think it just... M- my point is, it just shows how good Tim Roth is in it when yeah. somebody owns a role so well. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's Tim Roth's film. Yeah, it is. For 100%. It is. You could have replaced the others with good actors and I think they'd have still done a yeah. as good a job. Pretty yeah. Think, yeah, if that's w- yeah, sorry, I get what you're trying to say now. Yeah, if you just swapped any of the other cast out, yeah, all of the other cast out, mm-hmm. I'm still giving this an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, no, I don't no, think it's any less of a role. Oh, it yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he carried it, yeah. Yeah. Because he yeah. was just, just superb. <laughs> yeah. He was brilliant. So, something like the... Um, the quotes that I've put next to the the actors. Brian Cox has got a great one. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally put Rob Roy, Liam Neeson, fucking massive and a shagger. <laughs> Cunningham, Tim Roth, horrible bastard. Montrose, John Hurt, old bastard. He always seems to have got to the age of 60 in 1700 and not aged ever since. He's always been the same age ever since. Who's that? John Hurt. Uh, John Hurt. Yeah. And then Jessica Lang, Mary, shagger. Until I seen that scene. And then I'll change that from shagger to... Oh, <laughs> and in Brian Cox, pervert. <laughs> oh yeah, he's very. You have a weird little system of rating people. Yeah, well, this is me rating it throughout. I thought the you film. meant quotes from the film. No, no, no. This is my quotes. What, what, how I <laughs> perceive the characters. Because I like uh, Brian Cox. Is um, oh, he's angry with one of them. First bit of Brian Cox. Is that? Oh, I know. It's weird. <laughs> he's, he's angry with someone in, in they storm out, and he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, sheep shaggers, the lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's quite comical in some of the bits, but then he was like, he was great. felt <laughs> up that woman that <laughs> come walking out of the room and then he just weird. rubbed it under. That was he rubbed like pussy juice under Tim Roth's nose. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's just the use of the word. It's just gross, man. I was like, yeah, then it, well, as the film started, I thought that he was more of a senior role than and he me. was and because me. of how he's acting with that woman and how he's waking him up I, think yeah. I thought he was like the sort of the man the father figure <laughs> of like what yeah, are you I doing you idiot and, yeah. then, and then suddenly when he gets up it's like, <laughs> oh, like it turns back into like oh yeah I'm just like the, the squire or whatever just yeah, to yeah. run around yeah. after you it's a really <laughs> weird relationship that they had yeah Tim, Tim Ross death scene is pretty cool at the end oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so before we talk about the sword fight I just want to point out because I, I, I love this film, obviously. I love this film by giving it an 8.5. There were yeah. some things... There's three points, or a couple of points, that uh, irritated me that stopped me giving it a, a, a higher rating. Right. One, I thought... You know the scenes early on in the film, maybe maybe the first probably 40, 50 minutes before kind of shit went down? Yeah. Every time it went to uh, Rob Roy's clan ship, yeah. yard, whatever it was, his little home, Everyone was so happy 
consistent. That's why I called him in the synopsis <laughs> an oversized hobbit because it just reminded me of Hobbiton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. everyone was like properly happy and there was very yeah. little. It was so cartoony. Yeah, I know. That I think that was yeah. a negative for me. Also, I'm fairly certain I wanted Rob Roy in this and I don't know about the real Rob Roy because I started reading it and then I, I put it down and didn't carry on. In this, Liam Neeson portrays him as being he's so good and honourable like so honourable so super honourable there's literally no shades of grey in him whatsoever yeah he deals with everything in the perfect way that you'd expect the perfect hero to deal with stuff apart from obviously making some stupid choices because of honour but everything everything is good he's got no kind of sin or <laughs> yeah. uh, abhorrent parts to him I would think the film would have been better if he was slightly greyer yeah I mean because it talks about it at the beginning of the film it says that he used to st- he used to be a cow uh, a cow thief he'd Russell Cowell yeah so he obviously he's not always been this kind of absolute hero that he yeah, is yeah I mean. and I would like to have seen him with a little bit more kind of greyness to him Definitely. I think well, yeah when characters are solely white and solely black yeah. which is like Tim Roth was solely villainous yeah, there's no redeeming features. Which Liam I think Lisa was solely white, solely pure. Yeah, which mm. I think for a, a two-hour, nearly two and a half-hour film, you would expect it to have explored that. They could have easily. Yeah, and I think they should have that. done. Yeah, so I think for what you get out of it, and I think the other thing that I, 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 ri- I wrote it down as a as a negative point. It's not massive, but I think you probably agree. The film was quite realistic. Yeah, all yeah, the way through. Yeah. Or, or as realistic as you can kind of get. There was nothing that you there's thought... There's no CGI and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And there was well, no, it was, not that. It I just mean, there's nothing that you thought was It was, was down silly. to history. It wasn't yeah, drastically yeah. over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Until he, uh, Rob Roy was escaping on that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wrapped <laughs> it around his neck and just launched himself <laughs> off the bridge. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, I was like, that's a little bit And Hollywood. his head did not come off. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is... It just felt kind of out of place within the re- the tone of the rest of the yeah, film. It sort know. of went a bit more Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, a bit the more adventure. I- I- yeah. yeah. See, so if Roth jumps off the bridge and it was around Neeson's <laughs> neck, he would come straight back up again like a bungee cord. I don't think Tim Roth <laughs> would have made him bend. <laughs> no, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He would just come straight back to him like a boomerang. <laughs> He'd just broken his but wrist. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, if, if Neeson jumped off a bridge like that and it was anything was wrapped around anything on me, oh, <laughs> it would come off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah, he's massive. He's so toned in this as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was walking out of that lock. He's in absolutely the ripped. You're like, come on, mate. Yeah, Liam Neeson don't look like this. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I watched Taken, when that came out, yeah, I can remember thinking, this is going to be shit. Liam Neeson can't play yeah. that role. Yeah, but forgetting that I'd seen Rob Roy at that point. Yeah, I was like, and then watching this, I was like, oh yeah, he's clearly been a, a yeah. badass much, much earlier than Taken. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Taken came out, I was like, oh, Liam Neeson's just like a, a rom-com leading man. I didn't yeah. really remember him in much, to be honest, before Taken. I know he was in The Bachelor and things like that. But yeah. I was like, oh, well, yes. yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Keegan Jin, Keegan Jin yeah. 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 But when Taken came out, I was like, nah, Liam Neeson can't play a, yeah. can't play a total baller. Yeah. Like, oh, actually, yeah, he's done it before, <laughs> obviously, probably in other films as well. I mean, yeah. Taken's at the extreme. There is a couple, oh, of, moments, yeah. a couple of moments in... In this, that I thought, where he gets the jump on someone who's got a sword and he just comes up with a little tiny dagger <laughs> and yeah. he seems to oh, yeah, yeah. subdue them immediately. Uh, mm. I, I did think some of them weren't quite smooth enough, but again, taking it back to being a bit more realistic, although I suppose you could argue that, that isn't realistic because the person with the sword would just stab him in the face. I suppose 
you know, someone coming at you with a dagger to your throat is going to stop you. Yeah. Rather than it being, oh, we need to style this out and there to be a little a movement of some um, choreography to get him into that position. Yeah. It was just a bit more straightforward, which I did kind of like, but I did also find a little bit unbelievable that he could quite easily, on every person he came up against, was just like, oh, I've got a dagger, I'm just going to shove it in your, in your face and you're going to stop what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's hard. He is hard. He's <laughs> seven feet taller than everybody else. That's yeah. True. But speaking of sword fights, obviously we've got to speak about the <coughs> the final sword fight. Yeah. Yep. But before that, let's speak about that funny bit where Brian Cox wakes up Tim Roth in the bed for the first time that you see him without his wig on when he's just lying there. And then he goes and opens the curtains, but Tim Roth farts. <laughs> oh, and then Brian Cox, yeah, and then yeah. Brian Cox like looks around and just acknowledges it with a nod. <laughs> As you have to say, good lad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was in bits. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He just starts pissing in his pot and farts. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's all for it. But yeah, ignoring <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of. And, uh, obviously, we literally just spoke about it before we started recording. That sword fight is one of the best sword fights in film. <clears throat> yeah, it's very well. It's very good. It's Off good. the top of my head, I can't remember every sword fight I've ever seen. It's a very good sword fight. Outside of maybe like samurai films. Yeah, it could be. But, as, uh, but at least I can't think of any. But as far as detail goes, Tim Roth choosing a rapier yeah. and using it as a thrusting weapon, which <laughs> is bang on. Uh, Rob Roy picking up a, or Liam Neeson picking up a claymore, which is a Scottish sword. Yeah. And using it as a kind of massive. <laughs> heavy wedge <lunging. laughs> yeah they're obviously swiping <laughs> weapon they're obviously this. not just winging this uh, sword no, fight as a, an action piece of action for the film and the yeah. fact that it was done with no other sounds there was no dialogue there was no music there was nothing it was just the sword ah, fight good point. Yeah. it was it's amazing yeah, it's it genuinely yeah. great as uh, a piece of film yeah, yeah. It, there was to me even in because uh, I think uh, I think there's only two sword fights in this film there's that one and then the one Two, earlier on. Yeah, proper like jaw kind of sort of yeah. yeah. Um and in both of them, I could fully believe that uh Tim Roth knew what he was doing. Oh yeah, he's a proper pro, yeah. He seems yeah. like yeah. he he moved pretty well for the yeah, sword yeah. fight, rather than yeah. it feeling a bit more awkward and rigid because it's an actor trying to do it rather yeah. than he definitely he definitely must have done parts of it because you could see his head in a lot of it. Yes, that's yeah, whether I he mean, did all yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I know he I just mean I wonder how much of it was done by by the double stunt or choreographer. Yeah yeah or whether Tim Roth is just there could have been a lot. Slick. There could yeah. have been a lot but he yeah. made it believable in the like you say the, in the, the parts you that could you see. saw you, yeah you saw yeah. that it was him. Um, I thought it was. I love the way he took his wig off at the beginning as well, like at the beginning of the fight at the end. Yeah, because yeah. that's sort of like a distraction because that's yeah. all you yeah, look at. And he was just like, no, this is coming off. He took his wig off because yeah. it was going to get in the way. But yeah. he, the rest of it, he was still decked out in his <laughs> over the top. He's got blue, foppish clothes. blue silky clothes yeah. like, with his cravat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's like, I'll take this wig off, but this, <laughs> this is stopping this off. This is son. staying on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, the bit, I suppose, he, him catching the sword. Oh, yeah. 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 Or he didn't catch it, did he? He was just pointing at it. He grabbed it. Yeah, so he can move. It's possibly a bit daft. Cause he can it's very daft. Yeah, but, I know, man. again, if you're talking about the comparison in size and strength. Yeah. Yeah. You could. It, you could just wa- hand wave that and say, yeah, he's massive. Oh, yeah, and I do. <laughs> uh, you know, he's going to push him away from that. But, yeah, you, you'd expect someone grabbing the but sword. It was kind of foreshadows a little bit early on, you know, when he yep. cut his own hand in the, in the bar yep. or in the yeah. tavern. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that <laughs> that guy died. The one with the bad teeth. He was just always there. It's like, a bit annoying, isn't it? It's like, come on, Liam. Or Rob. Oh, yeah. The just, one that was just, just obsessed just with the... Yeah. Having, having, a, having a scrap. Having yeah, a scrap, yeah. yeah just like, he's nothing. Just take him out. Oh, <laughs> also, just also before we go on to the next film, and this is totally off point, or totally out of, uh, out of uh, sync. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Lang's accent. Oh, wow. Yeah, sometimes she sounded Caribbean. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what was I going to say? But how many times did she just sound like she'd got an American horror <laughs> story accent out? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thick Boston drool. <laughs> I think it's Boston. It might not be Boston, but however she sounds in American Horror Story, there were certain yeah. elements in this. Singing like the name game song. It was like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, couldn't hear American Horror Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Scottish accent was terrible. It really was. Yeah. She was good though. She got some words okay. Apart from the accent. Yeah. Overall, pretty good acting in this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, just didn't love that scene when they're coming from the from the ocean and shot the dog it was a really cool rifle. shot though through the it park. was it really was but then when it they was. shot the dog I was like you know what Tim Ruff you can fuck yourself yeah didn't like that one bit and then he went to rapey mode I was like oh god Tim he's a proper villain yeah he's a proper villain he made me hate him <laughs> yeah yeah I would like yeah, he made me hate him <laughs> I would like to leave this film on a on a respect f- on Tim Ruff's name for his, yes. his acting skill yes yeah. true yeah. spectacular definitely yeah. He's also phenomenal. He's also good in Tin Star. If you haven't seen Tin Star TV series, I've, I've seen, I've seen Canada, three think, episodes. Yeah, it was yeah, it was good. Oh, Tim Roth's just ace. Really good. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, should we call that one? Because we yep. are waffling. Yep. Next Come one on. up is Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn. Yep. So it's my it's my pick. <laughs> yep. Um, it's been made in 1987. It's an hour of 41 minutes, and the synopsis I have just basically stolen this. <laughs> It's right? it's set in a in we a just post- make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could make shit up. Um, it's based in a post-apocalyptic world. A warrior wandering through the desert comes upon a group of settlers who are being menaced by a murderous gang that is after the water they control. It was directed by Lance Hall, who also produced this movie and also produced Man on Fire hmm. and Crocodile Dundee in L.A. <laughs> and Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> What a CV. <laughs> yep. Um, it was written by Doug Leffler, who's not done much. Up. Yeah, no, he's not done much work. He's He was the assistant director on Spider-Man with uh, Tobey Maguire, that one, 2002, I think it was. He was involved in the art department of X-Men, Days of Future Past, for some reason. I'll take your word for it. And he was in Godzilla, well, Godzilla vs. Kong, he was visual effects. Yeah, so he's like an effects man. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. So I given that a five out of ten. Okay. Why? Because it was an okay movie, but I wouldn't watch it again. It was nice seeing the alternate version of Mad Max and what would have <laughs> happened <laughs> if it wasn't Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> I love Patrick Swayze. Standard. Which is why it's got a five. But the storyline just didn't grab me at all. I didn't care about anything in the whole movie. Yeah. About who died, who survived, what there was after, what the end game was. But it was it was a good watch just to sit there and be like, Yeah, it's it's Patrick. Ent- <laughs> entertained you enough for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if if it wasn't Swayze, it wouldn't be on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so for me, I agree with that notion. Yes. Um Swayze's the reason I watched it. Yeah. I mean the title's pretty <laughs> I thought the first time I saw it, because before you picked it, it's yeah. been on my watch list for a while. I honestly thought it was a sequel to Red Dawn, which had also got Patrick ah, Swayze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Li- absolutely nothing to do with it. Nope. Yeah. Not a single thing. <laughs> Not it remotely. just says the word Dawn. Yeah, it just logs that Dawn word. 
<laughs> so for me, like even Swayze couldn't inject enough life into this. Mm, it was nah. a pretty basic film, yeah. Which is understandable why it's not really well known. Yeah. Um, I gave it a four out of ten. Yeah. Again, without yeah. Swayze, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be bothered about watching it again anyway. But yeah, without, anyway. without Swayze. There's nothing really. It would have been hard to get through first watch without Swayze. And yeah, I mean, like, there's moments. It's, 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 it's daft and it's fun. So there's. I wouldn't say it was horrible <laughs> to watch, but it was not a great movie. I mean, it's quite stylish. There's some of the outfits there. Yeah, oh yeah. Like the, the main oh, villain. Like yeah. his hair was hair. amazing. Show. Amazing, Show's yeah. hair was a phenomenal. Yes. yes. Everyone yeah. looked like they were in Twisted Sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally looked like Sting with a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ned. I gave it a, a very similar thing, so I gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, and I wrote down that it's a fairly bad film, punctuated by good bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't give it five because of Swayze. Mm-hmm. Not solely because. Of Swayze. No, no, I know, and I love Swayze. I'm a massive Swayze fanboy. Yeah, but he was not great. But <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it. I can't. I can never work out if Patrick Swayze is a good or bad actor. He's a good actor, or whether he's a bit like Keanu Reeves and he can't act and he's just charismatic as hell. And and I love him. And super good looking. Oh yeah, and, and a genuine, an absolute genuinely nice. He's absolute eye candy. Yeah. yeah, and used to be a dancer, so obviously all of his moves in this real. I think yes. he's. I think for me, where I stand with Swayze and his acting is. He, uh, a little bit like Keanu. He's an okay actor. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah, he's yeah, believable yeah. in his roles. Yeah. He's not an Oscar winner. No, of course not. No. But yeah, he fits the roles that he's put into. Yeah, he's and I enjoy watching him. Yeah. 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 But my highlights in this film, <laughs> talking about characters before we should really get to characters, was <laughs> right. Tark. Yes. Yep. And yep. Show. Yes. Yeah. I'll put both of them above Swayze in this. Yeah, show, yeah. show for me. Show yeah. was the best character in it. Yeah. And he, but he didn't turn up really until... Midway through, obviously, yeah. he was in it when he it was in the beginning bit, weren't he? It? But then Cord. you don't really Cord? see, was it Cord? yeah, the master, sort yeah. of like, yeah. But then you don't really see his mullet, that glorious mullet <laughs> wig that he had. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I oh, do. I'm sure. He, yeah, I'm sure you see his head. Okay, I didn't know if. You oh just yeah, you definitely know who it is. Oh okay, I didn't know if you just seen his blade and his. No, you see. Whether you see the back of his hair, I don't know. Right, but you see the top. You see the spikes. Yeah, yeah. But I thought cord show. Yeah was the only character in it from start to finish that had any any kind of depth yeah. to him. He yeah. at least he clearly had some code of honour. Of course. Gra- yeah. Granted not a code of honour that you particularly <laughs> think yeah. is grand. But he wanted to be the best. But yeah, he didn't yeah. want anyone to interfere with his fights. He yeah. didn't want to cheat. Yeah. He respected Swayze's character. Yeah. He wanted to die with his swords. He had he had at least a bit of meat yeah. to the bones <laughs> of the character, whereas yeah. even Swayze's character didn't. And Tark didn't really. He was a one-dimensional idiot. Yeah, yeah. But he made me laugh. Yeah. But Swayze's character, or Swayze, kind of just went through the film fairly one note. Yeah. Just yeah, being yeah. a slightly mysterious, yeah. hard handsome man. fella. An, <laughs> an <laughs> old soldier. <laughs> oh, just a hard man that no one... Yeah. He, no one troubled him whatsoever. No. Um, I was disappointed that we didn't get more out of Imhotep. Yes, Arnold Vosler. Sorry, yeah. I can't Vosler, remember his yeah. name. Arnold Vosler. Yeah, we didn't. He he came in and, and into parts. It was fun. Yeah, but, sw- but he was largely just someone for Swayze to throw around. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of a red shirt. This is yeah. his first film, Arnold Vosler. No idea. No. I think I would I have probably enjoyed if he was the uh, leader of the like the main antagonist. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Not not the guy who played Daniel or whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Um, I think he reminded me of a really shit John Voight. <laughs> 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 
Okay. <laughs> the main antagonist, like the guy that just sits there in the chair. You know the guy because he's, he's the counsel off the Matrix. Yeah. And I just thought you're just a shit John Boy. Wait, the guy out of Steel Dawn's the counsel in the Matrix. Yes, or? the main antagonist, yeah, the one it? that's sort of like sitting there wanting the water because his water's yeah, yeah, dry. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the main counselor, so I think that's in charge of um uh, who's the opposite. Uh, what's it called? Where they all are in the, in the human world when they are dancing around and which matrix I've only seen, I've matrix seen the first one a lot and two I've seen once. Revolutions. And oh, the revolutions. Mate, I can't yeah, and reloaded. The was re- I was going to say it's reloaded. Yeah, they go there both times. Z- Zion, that's the word. Okay. Yeah, he's like the main guy at Zion. Can't remember yeah. it at all. I've written down that this has got one of the worst openings to a film I've seen in a while. <laughs> Not worst as in, because obviously Patrick Swayze is standing on his head. Yeah. Which is ace, <laughs> because it's yeah. just cool. Yeah. But what were the fucking little sand people? This and they never why. showed up again. Yeah. yeah. Why were they living in the sand? What were they? Were they human? Yeah. This is why they were. Why they're living in the sand? That's why I said why tremors. Was not in it again? Oh, I was like, "What do they live in the fucking sand?" They're oh, worms, like, little Ewoks. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. thought well, at sand first, people from uh, Star Wars. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. At first, I was both confused and intrigued <laughs> yeah. because I thought, "Oh, okay, this is going to be something different." Yeah, yeah. I but thought, "Oh, it's going to be creatures in this," but then they never nah. yeah. touched upon it again. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it was just a Swayze with a sword fighting yeah. some little sand folks. Yeah. Then he loses his sword. Yeah. And then I'll lose interest yeah. until the show turns up and he has a sword fight and I thought that was good. Yeah. yeah. That was my 90 minute journey. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Yeah. It was a little bit, it's like you mentioned Mad, Wack, Mad, Mad Wax. Mad, Mad Wax. Max. Yeah. It was like a Western crossed with Mad Max to me. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Because there was like, a, there was a stagecoach fight. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. It was like a better version of Man and His Dog and a really yeah, I got worse a man version of dog. Mad Max. <laughs> I got a Man and His it's Dog. It's sort of in between the spectrum of that. I thought, <laughs> and this is more on the the sets, like the locations, um, than anything else. Yeah. It was like a mixture of Star Wars and Mad Max. It was like Star Wars meets Mad Max. Because there was mean, kind of the quite a few like... The kids' outfit and things like that. The like, kids' oh, wow. outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, he goes to a bar at one point. There it was, was a little bit like... Pod it, racing, all that sort of thing. Even their like houses where they looked, it was yeah. almost Tatooine. Domey and... I thought that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. write it down because I thought, I'm not... Th- I've not seen Star Wars as many times as... 90% of people that will listen to this, so I didn't write it down. Yeah. But when he, Patrick Swayze was walking towards the little township, yeah. I thought yeah. that's very, yeah, yeah. tattooing yeah. to me. Definitely. But I didn't write it down, but I did think it. Yeah. And when I first seen, um, what's his name? Show. Um, yeah. I kind of thought, well, he looks exactly like, not exactly, but like Patrick Swayze, he looks very similar, but the hair, the headband. Oh, yeah. And yeah I was just outfit. like, okay. Yeah. They were both military, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I couldn't not get Gary Sinise vibes from him. I kept thinking Gary Sinise when I saw him. Oh yeah, I'm not really. Sure. I can't remember oh, what yeah, he looked like now, but yeah, I, 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 I could just kept thinking Gary I've Sinise. Seen off, I've, I've seen him in a few things. Uh, he's yeah. off uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the guy that whistles with the with the arrow. No, that's Michael Rooker. Is that Michael Rooker? Gary Sinise is the guy with no legs in Forrest Gump. Yes. <laughs> or Apollo 13. Is he also the guy of Pay Payback? No, not Payback. It's a Mel Gibson film that's Ransom. Absolutely, mate. Yes, Haven't Ransom. You've never seen Ransom? No. Amazing. Gary Sneeze is in loads of things. Yes, I think that is him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That was a, just, just going off on one. I didn't think there was much... Because it's like a fantasy film, a fantasy world. There was very little world building in it. There's yeah. a little bits. So I like... And I think it tied into the fact that water was obviously sparse. Yeah. It wasn't particularly mentioned. But when he's walking through I mean, the desert, there was a boat. <laughs> there was like a, a, a rusted, absolutely... Yeah, like yes. a big shipwreck. Like there was water there. Tanker, like, yeah. like a yeah, shipwreck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. like, 
that's a good little yeah, indicator of. But the bear, they didn't really mention the water that much. No, nah, it wasn't until towards like again like the middle third where there was like yeah, and obviously she went. Uh, the, I can't remember what the character's name was. The no, I can't. The last that, that she meet that uh, Patrick Swayze meets. This is wife in real life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lisa Nemi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, oh yeah I can't remember Lisa Nemi's name. I can't remember the character. She put Kasha. Yeah. yeah. And when she went down into the the tunnels to show him the underground kind of river and and, and stuff. Yeah. But b- for a, a world that had got very little water, yeah. I didn't massively feel. No one ever really seemed thirsty, <laughs> thirsty or kind of. No everyone was, was always fueled up, weren't they? Yeah. No one was on yeah, their yeah. ass because they were yeah. they were in the desert. With yeah. No yeah. water. No one had yeah. cracked lips really, or that yeah. kind of what you'd get from. Lack of water. It's like water was gold, but all of a sudden you see Swayze just having a bath in it, and then you see somebody else well, having a shower in it. That's because you've just come up from the... Yeah, the and, and when then that's when you realise, oh shit, that there's like a constant supply underneath them. But yeah. when he first comes to the their little village, I guess, settlement, yeah. Yeah. and he asks for water, and the boy drinks <laughs> the water... <laughs> that little ladle. <laughs> Even still, he has like the tiniest sip, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, now I'm good. Yeah, thanks like, for that. But I think that's... Again, I think that shows that... Water's a very, very scarce commodity, and Patrick Swayze's character's not a knob. Yeah, I know you mean. It's yeah, like water's yeah. really sparse. Yeah. And this family have just gone, here's some water. Yeah. It's like somebody holding their week, week's rations. <laughs> like, it's like somebody holding Belch and fuck off. I'd probably have <laughs> the lot out of the ladle. Yeah. Because oh, he's well, given yeah. me the ladle. Yeah. It's like, like somebody holding out a grand to you, and then you're just taking like a tenner. <laughs> well, yeah, but if, that, if like they only had the grand. that thousand pounds, I wouldn't take it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you would. No, I Maybe you're a terrible, terrible human. <laughs> no chance. You just walked in there, raided all of their water and left. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed on their crops and gone away. I could test their water. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but I love them when you're first in Tark up here as well. Um, What's he been in? Because I recognise him in quite words. a few things. Yeah, he's always... That I can't part. mention because I don't remember. <laughs> was he in Predator? No. Not a Schwarzenegger one. Um, I feel like he was in some in one where he was dressed up in like he was gear. off. He was the main. I'm sure he was the main baddie off Fallen with Denzel Washington. That's the a one great that film, was touch. it? I'm sure he's the it one that gets be. electrocuted in the electric chair when he's the spirit. No, it's not. It's not. Is him. it not? No, it's not. He's done a few things though. I've yeah. seen him. In he's quite he's a few off Fifth Element. We was on about earlier. Yes, he's, he's the yes, main. He he's the guy that gets locked in the freezer in Corbin Dallas's yeah. apartment. Yes, yeah, he is. yeah. I can't think of that guy. He's now fallen. Ah, that's going to do it. But um, yeah, I loved it when you first seen Target because it was like, he just looked like a pure 80s action figure. Like <laughs> with the colours and belt that he had and like the, the scythe and stuff. I was like, yeah. yes, I can get on board with this. I, 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 large, I largely enjoyed Tark. I yeah. thought it was a bit forced when he decided to run away. The moment. Yeah. I can understand that eventually the relationship that's going on would perhaps force him to make that decision. Yeah. That bit annoyed me. Yeah. I'll carry on, sorry, I'll tell you why in a sec. But I was just going to say, I, I felt like that was a very rash decision. Like the yeah. They, they jumped the gun a bit with him <coughs> yeah. making that decision. And yeah. I completely agree. Not because not because of the, the fact he chose to leave. Yeah. I can understand that. But they just raided that camp. Yep. Stole the pumps that they needed. Yeah. They'd come back and everyone's there <laughs> giving it, giving it the big one to Swayze yeah, for being yeah. a badass, and and he even says, it, "I didn't do it alone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then, then he just brushes past it. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone just ignores that, and then Swayze's like, "All right," and, and just, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't think the character that you've portrayed so far would have done that. I think he'd have been like, 
No, we both did it. He did it. Like, put your arm around him and say, no, he, yeah, we did this. Yeah, I don't think this. he would just been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, Tark. <laughs> yeah. Jog. Although yeah. I did like with yeah. Tark, every time he met somebody or anything that happened, he wanted yeah. to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. how many times he's like, yeah, shall we kill him? Even, he's, a, he's an angry man. <laughs> even Swayze? Yeah. Like when he said, oh, oh, well, Swayze helped them out of a position where they yeah. was about to die. And then Tark was like, well, I knew he was bad. We must kill him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, just saved that family. He's just life. helped you. <laughs> It was a sword. They found the sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew he was bad. He saves their life. <laughs> Lisa Neemi's first instinct is to try and rob him or look for his stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Tark's like, yo, we should kill him. Yeah, he's a bad apple. Let's kill him. <laughs> 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 no, he's just protected your family. Let's keep him. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and Drunk Tark as well. Drunk Tark was hilarious. When he's trying to like go to Swayze and he just keeps dodging out of the way and oh, yeah, yeah. falling into these like wine vats and <laughs> pillars and stuff. He, he was a fun <laughs> character. I really enjoyed that. Did anybody else find the music odd? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great. I didn't really notice, to it be was, honest. It, it was said it was done by Brian May. I, I googled it, it's a different Brian I May. I assumed <laughs> so. Because yeah. when it came up at the start, I was like, holy shit, because I just watched Highlander. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah. oh, I did the Queen soundtrack. And then <laughs> when it started, and it was a very generic 50s I was gonna say, I'll adventure soundtrack from a, like a kid's film. <laughs> yeah, to begin with, I was like, oh yeah, it's, a, it's fine, it's okay. But then it was a bit odd. As it a, just as didn't a fit film. the film to me. Yeah. It could have been better. Yeah, I like I like the guy doing the um the nunchucks, um when he was against Swayze, and then Swayze just looked at his dog, and then the guy ran off. <laughs> that was oh, towards the end. Yeah, he, the he end. was sort of like doing you his mean, nunchucks, and I was like, oh. You mean when oh, they got yeah. in the wind races that they can clearly run faster than? Yes, that's the ones with the three like metal gridded spikes. <laughs> yeah, they're up like, in the we've, air. Got, we've got to get in there. It's to like chase land, him land and yachts. And they just yeah. run faster than it. I was like, they are not quick at all. What no. is the point? It's yeah. so like convoluted. And that's that how we like impales Arnold Vosloo, weren't it? That we little bit was amazing. Oh, the, though. Yeah, the little joust. <laughs> yeah. 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 The joust in a little wind racer. <laughs> I, was like, that is, I love that. I was like, that, that is was so good. That is not building up enough momentum. Uh, no yeah, way. that just bounced off him. <laughs> but uh, that was one of the. I gave it's that an fun. extra point for yeah. this film. I gave that specific scene just a point. For that, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is amazing. It is fun. Yeah. It is fun. Speaking <laughs> of his dog, though. Yeah. Don't see it for most of the... No. As soon as he sees it, I as soon as they get the settlement, it just fucks off. Yeah. yeah. I thought he'd seen the dog him. and then just ignored the dog. Yeah. But then the dog turned up again at the end. I was like, yeah. oh, the dog's still there. Yeah. Yeah, it follows him for a bit. It follows him to the settlement and you don't see it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I <laughs> thought he just walked past. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. And then yeah. it comes to conveniently <laughs> to help him escape. Does <laughs> Again, does fuck all. Yeah. Because he can just escape anyway. <laughs> yeah. It was Madness. a bit odd. But yeah. everyone loves a dog. I liked um, Swayze's swords like, towards the end as well. I mean, I, I loved the sound effects. And then... It was cause some, a common sword anyway, wasn't it? Because didn't his master have a similar sword? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think, think that was part of his sort of plan. Yeah, that it was in. But then like when, like, near the end, when the handle that he was holding, he sort of like unveiled it to be a dagger as well. Oh yeah, that, and then that was a nice little reveal. Yeah, yeah, that was that was like proper assassin. Yeah, because the assassin show had his own little yeah his little knee blade, his little knee yeah. blade that you keep. But it, but even that assassin like show when he said, um, "If you interfere with me again, I'll cut your head off," and he, and like, he did. and then you just don't <laughs> expect anything. And all of a sudden, he, like he interferes at the end, and he cuts his fucking head off. Yeah. He's like, "Wow, we weren't joking." <laughs> that raised <laughs> again. That raised the thought for me because like, oh, show's, <laughs> show's an actually an yeah. actually written well-rounded character. Yeah, yeah. because he's not like hugely deep, but yeah. he had got some well, he had he some had, meat. It, yeah. Yeah, and he, his motivation clearly like I said earlier was to be the best to show that he's yeah. the like he's the man. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he wasn't that bothered about 
anything else. Yeah. No. He was paid to kill Swayze to start with, or the Nomad, as he's called. And I think as it went on, and he fought him once before the second fight, he wanted to kill him, out, not out of the cash, but yeah. because he recognised how good he was as a fighter. Yeah. yeah like, well, was I want to kill you for it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kill you from an He said, didn't he? said, I've never come across anybody as good as you. Yeah. So Why did he leave him at the beginning? Did he just assume that he was dead from the poison? I think maybe because he was, para- was paralysed, so wasn't he? He left Swayze. him alive. Yeah. He, could, he couldn't move to help his master and he was just lying there sort of viewing everything. Mm. I don't think... So. I, think it, I don't think he was just... Was he paid to kill Cord? Again? I'm not sure. Because he's an assassin, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, was, he, was pa- he wanted to kill the uh, peacemaker, didn't he? Yeah, so maybe as soon as that point... Just after the bounty? Yeah, he's after the bounty. Because yeah. obviously towards the end it showed that he got a certain code of honour. Yeah. He'd done his job. There's no problem. Yeah. He doesn't need to kill. Yeah, that, that, that point, not a problem. Total rando. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Because he wasn't... Uh, he wasn't. A, he was a villain, but he wasn't a villain. Villain. Yeah. He wasn't like Daniel. Yeah. Or no. I think that what was, what was that his name? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel. It was or something. Daniel. Daniel or something. Yeah. Or something yeah. Weird. He was even like um, <laughs> even like the guy at the end, the antagonist, like the main guy. Um, that yeah, Daniel. I've put down. It must be Daniel. Yeah. No, I think it was something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was Daniel. Just, just just the way he died. It was just fucking grim. Just like throw a knife to the neck. Not even the neck. The windpipe. And oh, then, like, yeah. and then yeah. fell back into barbed wire. <laughs> you probably <laughs> wouldn't even feel the barbed wire because <laughs> you're more worried about your neck. But it's just like, oh, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah. The camera, <laughs> the camera work was very sketchy. Yeah, there was lots of random moody, yeah, Swayze shots. Yeah, which was fine. Yeah, yeah. lots of sweaty Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> there was just some. There's like some really zoomed in camera shots, and I don't know whether it's. Yeah, something to do with the display ratio because of we're watching them on different TVs to the what the display ratio was back then. Maybe I noticed this because I noticed that the dog's head was cut in half when he was looking down at the dog, and I was like, well, "Looking yeah. at the dog's mouth." And I'm like, there was what? random close-ups of the dog. He <laughs> was barking. Um, yeah. he was getting just its mouth. And it was really <laughs> odd. Yeah, yeah maybe the aspect was. Yeah, that's what different. I think. I think it might be the aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah. but. It was a little bit weird. The camera yeah. work was all over the place at times. Mm. It was, cr- it had a weird frantic camera work during a lot of the fights. Yeah, it did. early on fights. Anyway, the last sword fight I thought was good. Yeah, it was quite good. Yeah. I thought that was that was good. And again, with that, I wondered if how much of it was Swayze because obviously Swayze is a professional dancer. Yeah, yeah, and he's so doing gambles and jumps maybe. and all yeah. sorts. It's got to be because sword fighting, it's choreographed, isn't it? They get professional yeah. chore- it's uh, choreographers in to do it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just wondered how much was him being yeah. kind of a because he's obviously graceful and strong. <laughs> yeah. Without saying like I'm in love with Swayze. Which yeah, but you are. are. <laughs> 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 yeah. so I just wondered how much of that was him. Like the Tim Roth one in Rob uh, Roy. I wonder yeah, how yeah. much was him. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, and Neeson. I can imagine quite a lot. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, Let's hope so. They move quite gracefully. I'm just anyway. going to decide it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not even going to look at <laughs> it. It was 100% them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you heard put, it here first. Put your money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be able to, because obviously someone would at some point, because yeah. things get invented all the time. Yeah. I was wondering how they knew how to engineer all the plumbing work for all the water. Yeah, I mean. Seemingly just straight away. Yeah. From un- the underground uh, source. Yeah, they start at making the all the water yeah. um, usable. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, you, I, I can assume, again, with a little bit of a hand wave, that the knowledge is still there if the parts are maybe difficult to kind of get Obtain. or find. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because they've got their own kind of plumbing and pump system, haven't they? Yeah, because the, so. well, well, yeah, they, they rob that pump, don't they? 
yeah, yeah. she gets robbed and then they go in. He robbed it back. Yeah, but that's when they, they start making that after she shows him the um, unlimited source of water, though. That's my point. So they don't have it when he first turns up. Oh, do they not? I they thought they had a little it. pump and then they were making... They oh, start yeah, yeah, you're it. right. And then it gets nicked because they realise that they've got water, a source of water. Yeah, so they yeah, nick yeah. It and then they yeah. have to go and steal it back. Oh, I'm just going to hand wave it and assume... I mean, let's be honest. We have to hand wave a lot with this film anyway. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. There's little yeah. tiny people living in the sand. Yeah. 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 That's Somehow. I can believe knowledge has been passed down. <laughs> not, that <people laughs> can, not that people can breathe tiny bits of glass. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's it, yeah. yeah. And if there's a natural spring in a cave, it's not going to work its way above ground level if it hasn't got a pump because gravity does not work like that. Oh, I don't know. You <laughs> want to tell that to the little spring that runs under my garden. <laughs> <laughs> that pricks always up. Unless it floods. <laughs> yeah. Then it will come up. It pisses out of my wall. Yeah, it would not come out of a tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit, um, bit of trivia about it as well. Um, obviously, we've said it earlier. Lisa Neme, who plays Kasha, is actually Swayze's real wife. Mm. They met when he was 19 through his dad being the director of a ballet studio. Oh, right. And they were married until the day he died. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Which is nice to I hear. I didn't realise that, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. And this film was also a major flop at the box office. <laughs> of course it was. I was amazed it was <laughs> really? at the box yeah, office. Really? Yeah, honestly. I think it. it's, the, yeah. you know, the critics score on IMDb, I think it's like 2.7 or something. <laughs> yeah. Or 27 it's not, out of 100. Did it not yeah. go straight to VHS? Probably didn't go there. Was that? Guess it not. If it was a flop at the box office. Was it a thing back then? Did they all have to go to the? I think they pretty much had to wait until Amazon Prime had it on stream. (laughs) 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 It's the director's been sitting on it for thirty years. Yeah, (laughs) just waiting for it to come out. Yeah, yeah. They had a weird uptick this week. (laughs) (laughs) Three extra viewers. (laughs) We've we've trebled, lads. We've trebled. We're coming back. But yeah, what, what, what the bit I've written down as well is um, when Swayze finally kills Voslu by impaling him with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> land yacht. Terrible one line. And he's just like, "I told you not to play with sharp objects." His <laughs> one line. Like, yes. Yeah. Shit. Come on. <laughs> the dialogue all the way through this was just awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. So clunky. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you guys as well, but that little kid that was in it throughout the whole film, when he wore his hat, Jackson. In, yes, when he wore his hat at the beginning. You mean Anakin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Anakin Jacks. Eighties Anakin. <laughs> he looked like um, Anakin. Yeah, a little bit, but he, he looked he looked the same weight as Anakin throughout throughout the whole film, and then when he took his hat off near the end, he looked like he gained twenty pounds. I did not notice that. No, I just noticed no. that he looked like a completely different kid. And I was like, okay, he's got blonde <laughs> hair, but he just looked like a different actor. I oh, don't know why. Honestly, didn't even remember maybe him. I was, maybe I was tired. No, I can't <laughs> think of him having a hat on. No. When you're tired, do you just see people as fatter? Well, I have my glasses on. This is my say, new yeah, glasses. You've got new glasses <laughs> now, so... <laughs> have you got a hat on the corner of your TV? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I think that was... That that probably wraps, wraps up. it up. Sorry, yeah. Steve. No, no. Oh, no, you... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do the intro. You do the outro. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I'm, every time I don't know what I'm doing. No, I wing it. So do I. I've not, writ- I've not written that down. Follow us at the Thrill Seekers. That's why I get it wrong every time. Yeah, so if, if you've enjoyed the show, you can follow us at Thrill Seekers on your social media platforms. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are now. We are. Ah. We're yes. on Twitter. Is our Twitter handle slightly different? Yeah, our Twitter handle, because I didn't... 
understand how Twitter works because I'm an old man. No. It's at Seekers Thrill. Oh, yeah. because okay. I wrote my name down as Thrill <laughs> Seekers yeah. rather than my Obviously. actual name because why wouldn't you? No. Yeah. And that means apparently that my handle is or our handle is at Seekers Thrill. Yeah. Also, for two weeks, our Instagram handle is only at Thrill Seeker. <laughs> Because I got that wrong as well. And I couldn't post on the original one that I put up because it, it stopped me from posting <laughs> for some reason. So I had to delete that account and set up a new account. Yeah. But while that account was deleting, it wouldn't let me change my name to a previously used one, which is Thrill Seekers. So I had to use Amazing. Thrill Seeker Amazing. for two weeks when it finally fi- fully deletes and I can pop the S on the end. D- to say there the three go. of us. If you search it, it'll be yeah, on Yeah, if there. you get to Thrill <laughs> C... We'll pop yeah. up. There's not many with yeah. such a terrible Big name. Big orange logo. I've <laughs> just remembered that I did I did the uh, intro in the Northern accent. Yeah, we we did kind of just d- let you do that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, not so, we're not sorry. No, no, no not at all. Not at all. No. I love the North. Yeah, as long as you put a Chris Lambert right. laugh at the end of it. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> well, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Come back anytime though.